Welcome to Savvy Sab's podcast on call-in. This is episode 91, AOC Military Event. AOC recently held a military recruitment event at a high school in the Bronx. This goes against her 2020 statement that the military should not be allowed to recruit at high schools. Eric, I'll go ahead and make you uh, a speaker. And I will go ahead and bring in Fox. Fox, you are on the mic. What's up, Savvy? This is Brady. I'm just having to use a proxy (laughs) in one of my proxy accounts. But yeah, I saw your report on AOC today, and it's just a, it seems like it's like a a mask. Oh, I apologize. I can hear you. I apologize for that. Go ahead. Some audio adjusting on my end, too. But it seems like it's a mask off moment for the military industrial complex, including AOC. And a lot of people, what I've noticed now is it seems like they're very comfortable just ignoring us at this point um, and totally smearing us. Like we're just, they feel so powerful that they can just get away with anything. And um, like the Nord Stream event, you know, this should be at the top of the headlines everywhere. Everyone should be talking about this. And yet that censored the Hunter Biden laptop, heavily censored. Um, And I think, you know, if we look at the history the track record of conspiracy theorists lately, they've been like knocking it out of the park. And I'm not, I'm talking about real conspiracy theorists, not like flat earthers, you know, not like schizophrenic people, which the government is trying to conflate with conspiracy theorists. And it's not working for me, but it is an effective tactic that they use to conflate uh, schizophrenic people with conspiracy theorists. Now, if you look at the definition of conspiracy, that's Anytime two people get together in secret to do something, it could be a good thing. You can conspire to throw a a surprise birthday party, for example. And then theory is is, is essentially the greatest scientific tool we've been given. Um, it's where it's the scientific process is, is the result of scientific process where we observe something. We formulate a hypothesis based on that observation and we start running experiments and gathering evidence to um, formulate a theory, which is really the, the best thing that we can do with science, because even science, the best scientists will admit that we don't really know anything. All we have is really, really good guesses and the best guesses rise to the top. And so um, there's nothing wrong, inherently wrong with being a conspiracy theorist. I just want to take the term back. I think that would be helpful and just inspire people to be able to imagine a way out of this scenario and be radical enough to um, do the work necessary to get us out of it, which really is is not as crazy as it, as it feels like it is once you start doing it. You know, once you start doing it, you realize that the solutions are right at our feet and we can really make it happen. Um, but the narrative is being controlled by people who are so they feel so powerful that they can ignore us at this point. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, something I, I have noticed, I feel like they've gotten pretty cocky now. And I think that uh, it seems like anyone can be called a conspiracy theorist now, like anyone who disagrees with the mainstream media narrative is like they're just automatically considered to be a conspiracy theorist. And I think you're right. I think we do need to push him back on that. The answer is yes, they are conspiracy theorists, and there's nothing wrong with being one. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a conspiracy theorist. Being a conspiracy theorist is woke. <laughs> like That's an elevated sense of awareness and um, perception, and there's nothing wrong with being woke. I think woke is actually a very masculine term if you take its uh, 
less modern. I mean, there's see, there's two modern definitions of woke, which is one is, of course, the left definition of woke. And the other one is the right definition of woke, the conservative de definition of woke. One is a good word, highly useful, makes sense. The other one is just a complete it's an attempt to weaponize the term woke. And they've effectively done it. You know, yeah. we, we've been hearing all these conversations about the word woke lately. And I'm, I'm glad to hear these conversations. And have y'all seen the Twitter? Have, have y'all seen Bethany's Twitter after that woke conversation? Because that's worth looking at as well. It turns out she's a total Karen. Yeah, that I was saw. funny. I saw, I saw. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I think that, you know, it's we, we really have to start, like you said, like we really do have to push back and, you know, maybe take some of these terms that, they have they've kind of painted as negative and make these positive terms <laughs> you know it's like it's just we can kind of use it to our advantage i remember like when i was uh younger back in my younger days there was a slang term called fat but it was p-h-a-t and people used to like i, I noticed like a lot of older people used to say oh my god that's that's a terrible word. Don't say that. People think you're talking about people being like obese. And it was like, they're like, that's a bad word. Or, and, and it's kind of like, you know, the younger groups, like we took that word and made it something. We turned a negative into a positive, so to speak. You're like, yeah, man, those sneakers are fat. <laughs> I don't know how old everyone is. He calls his girlfriend like, fat. I think that's kind of cute. Because she got a fat head is what he says, but uh, he says it in a, in an endearing way. And I just wanted to offer that, you know, if we really want to stop the war machine, we actually have to offer these young men and women something, um, something better than a free college. Because let's be real, college is a scam. I dropped out of college because I wasn't learning anything. And I know a lot of other people who did the same thing and they're doing better than people with degrees now. Um, and so we need to offer people real uh, health care, real education a real good job. Um, and I think there's a lot of work to be done restoring the soil and producing organic food. I mean, that can, there's always work to be done there all day. We can get that subsidized, but, um, I want to pass the joint to everyone in line and just say, check out the proxy party platform because everything we need to take care of each other is laying right at our feet. We just got to pick it up, make it happen. We can get there in like six months if we need to. And if we all started working today, we could, we can make changes happen in six months observable changes but i'll pass the joint <laughs> awesome thank also you force so the toke force the toke legalize cannabis globally for everyone <laughs> fully thank you <laughs> thanks so much i'm gonna go ahead and uh bring in robin but i do just want to add i think that we do need to offer these kids something else other than well if you want great uh, health care and you want free college just join the military first of all we need to start pushing back on that statement because I've seen people making those statements on Twitter as well. First of all, not everyone can join the military. There are certain requirements to join. You have to have a certain body mass index. Like there, there's so many things. If you have any type of, you know, chronic health conditions, they won't let you join. Like I had a friend who had asthma when I was in high school, but he also was on the cross country team. So like he ran, you know, cross country, he competed. Yes, he had asthma, but I mean, he always had his inhaler with him and he was rejected from the United States military because he was asthmatic. And apparently he had had uh, asthma attacks before and he'd been hospitalized because of them. So when people give us that talking point, well, if you don't want to pay for college and you don't want to take out student loans, just join the military. We need to start pushing back on that. 
let's go ahead and bring in um, Robin. Hey, Sabby. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's good to talk to you tonight. Great to hear from you as well. I'm curious to hear curious to hear your take on this because AOC is, you know, she has responded since that recruiting event and she's smearing her own constituents and lying and saying that these are people that were from outside of the neighborhood and that they're randos basically. And I knew I know the protesters, most of those people that are out there, I know personally. So I, I know those people are from her district. And she knows they're from her district because they've confronted her before. But what's your take on all of this, this whole uh, military recruitment event? When I when I saw that video, and I think I saw maybe Lucy's video that she posted on YouTube, maybe the one that you, you played today or whatever. When I saw that earlier this afternoon, my jaw dropped at how blatant her lies were. I mean, I don't know if I've... People say Trump lies, Joe Biden lies. You know, of course, politicians lie or whatever. But for her to lie that blatantly when there are receipts for days running around on the interwebs, it just, I've never seen anything like that. It was just insane to see that. And, you know, I used to, I, I, I've never liked AOC. I, I think anybody that, you know, has listened to me call in or whatever, knows my politics. And, and it is, it's even not just because, you know, we don't believe in the same things or whatever, but it's just, she's not a good faith actor. And initially I thought that, oh, she's just a clown. Or as Nick would say, she's deeply unserious. No, that's not. Now, when I saw what she did today, that has nothing to do with this. This woman is nefarious. She is a wolf in sheep's clothing. She's a Trojan horse. She cosplays as a leftist, which is why she can wear a tax the rich dress to the Met Gala and everything, and then not pay the people who who made who gave her the dress, not pay the people who did her hair, not pay the people who did her makeup, all of that type of stuff. She's terrible in ways that I never would have imagined, you know. And then she smeared the staff, by the way. Yes. She the yeah, she blamed yes. it all Yes, threw mm -hmm. them under the bus. But then who did she learn that stuff from? If you remember when they sent out, the, when the, the, uh, the Progressive Caucus sent out that letter about Ukraine and then they pulled it back that next day, who did they blame that on? Mm-hmm. You know, Pramila Jayapal is, uh, oh, it wasn't any of us. We didn't say, oh, the staff people went out and sent that thing out. What? Okay, that's fine. But why is it that all of y'all signatures were on that letter? Mm -hmm. You know, how, did, how did, did they just put those signatures on there? Get out of here with that type of stuff. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And then when you when you look at that poster and she goes off on that video talking about, well, you know, it, yes, the military academies were there. And then she lies about what those military academies are, like you said, as if by going to those military academies, you're not also committing to anywhere from five, uh, five to eight years of yes. your life being in the military after you graduate. Who in the world thinks that they're going to get a free education from the military and then not actually have to go into service? Who believes that foolishness? Robin, but you yeah, that's preach. what she's trying to sell. You know? I mean, now I'm all hyped up now. 
And then also on top of that, okay, she's trying to say, oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, they were just a few of them. But then there was all of these other kind of companies or educational people that were there or whatever. Listen, my first five years out of college, I was a recruiter. I was a recruiter for uh, Phillips uh, Petroleum Company, and I was a recruiter for Coca-Cola. And so I went to events, uh, you know, job fair and career events and stuff all the time. Anybody that has ever been to a career fair or has uh, done a job fair, you know that you always put the big companies or the big draws on your flyers first. You're not going to put on their mom and pop grocery store on the corner on there because ain't nobody trying to go there. Now, mom and pop grocery store may be there recruiting, but in terms of the flyers and the things that you put out there for the public, you're going to say, hey, Coca-Cola is going to be there. Hey, Procter & Gamble is going to be there. Hey, uh, Yum Brands is going to be there. PepsiCo is going to be there. You know, uh, 500 companies Uh are going to be there. And then... Okay, what those other smaller companies do here. I can hear you now. Yeah. I can hear you. Uh oh. And then all of those smaller companies. Oh, man. I can hear you now. Um, See, see, this is the devil. We got (laughs) you. They know I'm spitting hot fire today. But yeah, of, <laughs> of course, you're going to have any kind of career fair or whatever, have a whole lot more other companies and organizations there than just what's on the flyer. But the people that you that are on those flyers are, are they on those flyers for one or two things. Most of the time, those are the big companies and organizations that are putting out money to help co-sponsor those events. Which as absolutely, you know that the military is co-sponsoring that event. You know, so of course they're going to be on that flyer, and they're going to be the biggest and most influential people that are on that uh that are at that place. So yeah, and then it's no different than like take a, a boxing analogy or whatever. You know, you gonna uh you got a pay per view event or whatever, and the main event is going to be Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield or whatever. Now. That's the big event. Now, they may have an undercard of five or six other, you know, bouts or whatever before you get to the main event. Nobody it, nobody in their right mind is going to be like, oh, well, I bought the, pay, uh, the, the pay-per-view for those undercards. You're not doing that. You understand that that's what you're going to get in addition to the main event. But the main event is still the main event. And who did they have as the main event on their flyers? Every military uh, agency or whatever that's uh, uh, that's recruiting right now. So miss me with all this stuff about, oh, we had all of these other people there. We understand that. But who was really there to get to gain access was the military. Point yep. Blank period. It's no difference from when you go to a concert. So like, for example, when I went to Boston Calling, there's like all these bands that are playing. It's like an all day right. event. But who was at the top? Metallica. Right. At the top in bold letters. Right. And that's what most people came there from. I don't even remember who all those other bands were. Exactly. 
And that's, exactly. that's the thing. Like it's, that's how it works. And I think, you know, she really tried to pass this foolishness on people as if there's nobody who's gone to these military academies or no one who knows about the military that is watching this Instagram video that she has, that's looking at the posts that she has like on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, come say that to me. Come have right. that conversation with me, AOC. I know people that went to all of those military academies because those of us that come from military parents, it's not uncommon for military dependents to join the military. That's actually not un not un uncommon, right? So it's like, I know people that went to West Point. I know people that went to the Air Force Academy. I know people that went to the Naval Academy. I know people that went to the Citadel. All those people joined the military after they graduated. So for her to pretend like they're just going there to get an education, that's bullshit. If they were just going just to get an education, they could go at any other rinky-dink school. Absolutely, absolutely. This woman is... Uh... She, I mean, like I said before, she is a terrible, terrible person. You know, what if people, I think people do themselves a disservice to dismiss her and in, in what she's doing. Now, you know, I mean, it is, it is nefarious beyond anything that I have seen in recent memory, you know, to just sit out there, sit out there. And I don't know, did she put that same video on Twitter or did she just put it on Instagram? I think that one was from Instagram. And I think... Lucy, Lucy took the Instagram video and put it on um, her YouTube, so it'll be easier to easy for people to access. Right. And I noticed that's the that's another thing that I noticed too, because most of the blow the blowback was coming from Twitter. Why mm -hmm. didn't she go on Twitter to address that stuff? Why did she go on Instagram where she knows a lot of these people that don't pay attention to politics and stuff is on there? And those people on Instagram are just watching her put on makeup and mascara and all this other kind of stuff. And they're not paying attention to what she's doing on the floor of the Senate. Now, if she wanted to address as she so-called uh, those big uh, name, you know, uh, groups and organizations and all this other kind of had every opportunity to go on Twitter and address them face to face. She doesn't do that. She goes and cowers over there to Graham, like I said, where she goes around showing off her makeup uh -oh. back in 2020. And I didn't even know that she had, oh, man, I'm gone go, again. Sammy. Go ahead, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> see, see. <laughs> that's that's that military industrial industrial complex messing with me tonight. That's all right. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say tonight. Okay, I'm saying what I said tonight. My I have not hidden my name. I've said who I am, and I'm saying it. All right. Anyway, these people. She was right in 2020 to get on uh, the military industrial complex plex for advertising on Twitch and all of these games and all this other kind of stuff and using these games as propaganda for people to get to join these little kids to join the military, capturing their information when they were 12 and 13 years old. She was right to oppose that then. I don't know what in the world has gotten into her head to do a complete 180 and do what she's doing right now, but she's foul and I'm calling it out. Well said, Robin. I'm going to pivot right. here to Eric. I think Eric was going to say something. Um, or I think Eric had a, a muted uh, for a second. Go ahead, Eric. Well, let's see. Um, well, one thing was, oh, yeah, well, I think one of the things to remember, like like Caitlin Johnstone talks about this sometimes, that with, with the whole propaganda game, like the 
the establishment, the, the corporate, you know, the whole oligarchic blob, whatever you want to call it, they're, they're not only going to set up like two parties that are supposedly left and right, but they're also going to set up or, or you know, it's going to be in the interest to, to have come about fake, fake politicians and parties and groups to the left of the left and to the right of the right to kind of suck up people who, who figure out that the Democrats and Republicans are bad. And so that's, you know, that that's what AOC is. is and I, I think she was, was fake from the start. And it was just, it's like, an, you know, it is like an op. It's like, it's like this thing to, to suck up, to suck up that energy and that, and that feeling and, you know, to, to keep people from, from forming truly oppositional forces and to keep people from forming true alliances. So it's, that's part of what it is. So it's like for someone like, like you, Robin, who, who does not consider yourself on the left or a leftist, it, it, it's to keep you from forming alliances with, with, people who do consider themselves on the left when in fact it's in all of our interest to fight the billionaires and the big money interests because they're stealing from all of us right absolutely and and you know like i said like i've said in the past you know i fell for the okie doke in, in the past you know i had hesitations about the iraq war but i'll sit up there and listen to those people tell me we had to go in there we had to do it I was a part of Raytheon for over five years. I thought it was my patriotic duty. I am not going to be fooled again. That's that's not happening again. And I'm not going to sit here idly, idly by and just, you know, let them take us down this same path that they've done over and over again. Enough is enough. And that's why I guess I'm just so angry about what AOC is doing right now, because even if I thought, even if I say, okay, well, I disagree with her on these five things, at least, like I said, two years ago, when she was talking about, you know, they, the, uh, the military has no business inserting themselves on Twitch and everything and capturing these young kids information and stuff and holding it and, and get going after them. I mean, that one thing I could have got behind her, but now she has shown her whole behind to, to show that she, none of what, what comes out of her mouth is true or serious. And it makes me so angry because so many people are following after her and they're, they're falling for the okie doke. And I, I just, ooh, it just, it just makes me so, so angry because. I mean, it used to be though. Her, her polling numbers are down. Well, I mean, I, well, that's my prayer. I, my prayer is that that sustains itself. And I pray that somebody will will challenge her on the left. I mean, I don't. I mean, Lucy or somebody needs to challenge her on the left. And and uh, you know, whoever does, I have never given to a Democrat or a leftist in my life. That came right. It's just. It's just crazy. Um, I want people to understand why this is happening as well. You know, military recruitment is down in this country. Uh, we don't have a rule in place in this country, like, like students that I, I had that were from South Korea, there, there was a rule there where like, you know, as a certain age or something, they have to give at least one year uh, military service. Um, the males do. So we don't have that rule here. And like military recruitment has decreased. Uh, a lot of people, especially like the GZ, Gen Z uh, groups are not too favorable of the military, the way that people were when I was their age, just, just being honest, if you notice, like you don't see as many people in the military 
nowadays as you did like 15, 20 years ago. Like they, they know the numbers are down and they know people are less likely to join. And I think that my whole, my whole problem is, is like, look, you did the event. Just admit that you did the event. Own up to it. Own up to it. Don't get on the Instagram and lie about the protesters. First of all, I've met Lucy and Jose in person. So it just to say that these are outsiders and randos uh, who just showed up trying to come into a building with children. Why were those children? I know there were two. There were two parents. This is what was explained to me by one of the protesters. There were two parents of the kids inside that were not allowed to come in. So we'll see, AOC is not telling you that. AOC is not telling people. Again, Lucy and and Jose have both confronted AOC. And so for her to sit there and pretend like these people are outsiders is some bullshit. Like she's a flat out liar and a fraud. And people need to stop making excuses for her. Like I don't understand how people can still defend her at this point unless they're still trying to get some access to AOC. Right. And and my thing is, you know, I mean, even if she felt like, okay, well, uh, things are, you know, kind of um, on shaky or whatever with the military, we need to, you know, this is my part to support the military, whatever. I would have even been, not been okay with it, but if she would have just came out and told the truth about what, you know, what was going on, I would respect that a whole lot more than the bold-faced lies. But then on top of that, though, ultimately, if anybody wants to show their support for our troops, and if they want to increase military recruitment, the best thing that they can do is stop entering into these lawless wars, forever wars, and to do everything in their power to keep sending our kids off into these wars that we have no business being a party in. All of this imperialism and stuff like that. Stop sending our kids into these wars and then actually be a department of defense and not a department of offense. Then Hmm. you may actually get some people to join the military. But as long as you're going to sit up here and and have these kids be not even the world police, but to be the policemen of the oligarchy, to be the policemen of corporate America, to be the policemen of, of stealing resources from all of these other poor countries and stuff. No way would I encourage anybody to go into the military because these guys are signing up thinking that they're doing one thing and then you've got them overseas doing something totally different. And if they really had an understanding of what they were signing up for, it would be even fewer people signing up. And with that, I'm about to hang up. I'm mad as all get out. All right. Thank you, Robin. Woo. Let's go ahead and bring in Joe. What's going on, Joe? You're on the mic. You have to unmute. There you go. Hey, how's it going? It is going great. How are you? Excellent. I'm doing really, really well. So uh, actually, just to touch upon something that you and Robin were just discussing, like, uh, back when you interviewed Jesse Ventura, it, that interview broke my heart first and foremost because I saw him say the same things two years prior on Jimmy Dore. And, you know, he just says the same things over and over again. But, you know, one good idea is, you know, if you want to increase, increase military recruitment, hey, maybe repurpose a large chunk of the oversized military budget into... Like, you know, uh, he said, like, buy those things that clean up the ocean or something like that. Like, the war on pollution.
solution, whatever you want to, however you want to pitch it. Um, well, they, they could do more in reference to climate. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if it, like, you know, if people really wanted to, like if any of the Congress people were like, Hey, you know, we're putting like $800 billion towards, you know, bombs, you know, maybe we can put a couple hundred billion of that towards cleaning up the ocean. I don't know. But, um, mm-hmm. now going to the, uh, primary topic of the call, it seems the whole AOC thing is just really gross. I didn't know that she was a Ted Kennedy intern until you brought it up. And that just completely recontextualizes her whole entire story for me. Yeah. Cause Joe, could you, you're in Massachusetts with me. So, yeah, for those of us that live in Massachusetts, like, we know, like, you don't just get an internship with Ted Kennedy. I mean, Ted Kennedy's, you know, passed away, but... As close to royalty as you can get in Massachusetts. Right. Right. Those internships are incredibly hard to get. Yeah. So, knowing that, like, I know, like, I knew I was buying the whole, like, you know, rough and tumble bartender story. And then, you know, I could imagine maybe... Once she got in there, the pressures set in and she maybe had to make compromises. And I was giving her a bit of grace. But knowing the Ted Kennedy thing, no, that's out the window. Yeah, even the bartender story uh, rubbed me the wrong way when I found out that she graduated from Boston University because I worked at BU and I was like, and then after that, she became a bartender. I was like, something is a little bit off here. So they like, totally left out the fact that like she had a startup and other other ventures as well like it's not like she graduated from bu and was like okay i'm just gonna go barton no like she had a startup wow that's that is some impressive narrative editing right there yeah it's like you went from an internship with ted kennedy and then you went to like barton and sling drinks wow that's that is impressive they've managed to keep that out of the you know her backstory um now, going back to my exciting week and something that Brady had touched upon when you were discussed talking to him uh, about how they're just ignoring us at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kindly escorted out of Jim McGovern's office this past Friday. Um, this is all going back to ever since East Palestine. Um, I've been like, hey, man, I've you know, I've mentioned this on previous calls. What are you doing to make sure that you're, this isn't going to happen here in Worcester? And since I went to the worker strike back thing in Boston and saw Nick talk and I spoke with him elsewhere and, you know, we basically have bombs rolling through Worcester and I'm trying, I've been trying to get answers from his office for you know, uh, nearly two months now, I guess, going on nearly two months. And I've just been completely ignored. I was escorted out um, by his uh, district director, John something or other. I, I can't pronounce his name. I apologize. But I've got, he was kind enough to give me his business card. Um, hmm. And it's just, it's so frustrating because, like, it, Kind like the whole thing with um that news article from the AP about like P 
people casting doubt on the response of East Palestine or somehow Moscow influenced. It's like, mm-hmm. guys, you realize that you just accused me of like me, Joe from Worcester concerned about, you know, the bombs rolling through here, you know, being Moscow influenced and just trying to hold this rep accountable. And that's like, that's at this point, that's just really borderline infuriating. I tried to warn people that mainstream media, a while back, mainstream media was going to start using that, you know, Russia or Putin puppet smear to anybody that goes against the the narrative that the mainstream media or the State Department approves. It doesn't even just have to be about Russia and Ukraine. And that's what's happening. Like, what what the hell does Russia have to do with East Palestine, Ohio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what what I find delightfully iron ironic about the whole thing is the the day that you and I were at uh worker strike back in Boston you know where Jim McGovern was I want it, I probably said this before but you know where he was Northampton Mass and his two big talking points were Ukraine and China not workers not anything like that but on his Instagram he was talking about how he's going to Northampton, which for those unfamiliar with Massachusetts, pretty gentrified, mm-hmm. uh, pretty rich area. And he's going to rattle sabers with about Ukraine and, 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 or Russia and China. And it's just, meanwhile, one of his constituents has been hounding him for a month about trying to protect his communities and nothing. But Uh, This is is all the talking point is now. They just want people to fear Russia and they want people to fear China. That's all it is. Yeah, it's it's and it's. It's frustrating. Um, So but I I do want to leave off on a a thought experiment, I suppose. Um, I believe it was Nick that perhaps coined an excellent term that I think a lot of people on this channel and uh, and RBN as a whole are falling in love with. post duopoly left. Mm. I think it would be wise of us to start thinking about what a post duopoly right might look like. I don't know personally, but if there's going to be a post duopoly left, it stands to reason there's going to be a post duopoly right and be good to know what we can anticipate from that. So that's a good uh, point. I didn't yeah. think about that. Um, and with that, I guess I will pass over to CR, who has previously made excellent points about humanity being one giant thing. All, All right. right. Take Thank care. You so much. Thanks so much, Joe. All right. I'm going to bring in CR, but I, I want to go to uh, Noel. I want to go to you first, and then I'll go to CR, and then I'll boost. Good evening, everybody. Um, you know, uh, Sabrina, I'm just kind of in a sad space because, you know, when I think of AOC and the things, you know, the reality is she has not done one single thing since she has been in Congress to really demonstrate that she has the courage or the willpower to stand up to the establishment, which is what, you know, her outside run was all about, to stand up to the establishment and fight for, 
the everyday working class Americans. At every turn, she has caved and she comes up with these excuses or she's sitting over there crying about voting for the Iron Dorm. She supported the preemptive um, preemption of the rail worker strike. She was a part of the send the letter to Joe and then pull it back and you know, it would be different if it was just AOC, but we see it across Corey Bush, the entire squad, um, you know, Jamal Bowman. And then they all jumped behind Hakeem Jeffries, who they knew um, was playing an integral role in trying to defeat so-called progressive candidates. And so this latest, um, you know, thing that she's involved in saying you know, she wasn't going to participate in the recruiting, military recruiting at high schools and blah, 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 blah. It's just more of the same. And she's always, when she gets in these defensive modes, she always goes to this, you know, people of color and defending, you know, minority and disparaged communities. And it's just a playbook. And, you know, to me, they all seem to get elected, they do whatever it takes to get elected, then they pivot to staying in those elected positions. And what we know is that this whole government objective is supporting capitalism. Either you're going to support it through the liberal agenda through and neoliberal through the Democrats, or you're going to support it through the right wing off the cliff you know, Republicans, but it's all about supporting capital, which at this stage translates into, you know, imperialist efforts and hegemonic efforts to, to be dominant in the world. So we leave out of Iraq, and I think we just passed the 20th year anniversary of entering Iraq. Um, we have disturbed that whole Middle East We've gone into Afghanistan. We've come out of there in the most horrendous way. And now we, before we could even breathe as the nation, we're all knee deep in Ukraine. So it's clear. And what is, what has me kind of, you know, reassessing my whole perspective of everything is, you know, we know that he or she who controls the narrative rules the world. And in the absence of an independent um, free press, which we no longer have, the government and the government minions and everybody in that orbit is controlling the narrative. No matter, you know, I heard that the teachers had gone on strike in California in support of the um, maintenance workers or what have you. But what it says to me is we're at a place now where the elites rule and reign in the firmament above and the rest of us on this plantation, no matter what we say, what we do, they continue to just do what they want to do. And they, the stories that they don't want to focus on, don't get focused on, you know, it's just, so this whole, you know, fiasco thing with AOC at this moment It's just another indicator of how really, really far along the path to um, collapse we really are. 
there is no ethical centering nowhere to be found. There is no morality. People don't care whether you get shot dead. And when you really allow yourself to think about the millions and millions of people who have died in all of these wars and proxy wars, then the millions and millions of people who suffer, how can everybody be so blind to that? AOC right on up to Pelosi. It's just an ugly, ugly game that's being played. And I don't see how we interrupt it. I just, you know, do we just set ourselves on fire and run out into the middle of all the public squares? They're, they're continuing to go with Cop City in Atlanta. The people who are protesting are being charged with domestic terrorism. So they're, they're demonstrating where they're going to go. You know, the last caller just said, oh, he was politely escorted out of the man's office. They, When they don't want to hear you, they don't hear you. And if your story is not supporting the narrative that the government is pushing, the media just simply ignores you. It's sad. Yeah, I totally hear you, Noel. CR, what's your, your take on all of this? Just got to uh, unmute. Hello, hello, you beautiful people. Hello. <clears throat> Hope you all are doing well this uh, stormy Tuesday. It's raining where you are? It's, yeah, it's been oh, okay. some crazy rain and gusts going on over here in the Bay Area. Oh, man. Um, but uh, that's okay. Tony, Tony, Tony told me it doesn't rain in, oh, wait, no, that was Southern California. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I, the, 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 one of the stupidest things kind of popped into my head was uh, um, the military's, I believe, I can't remember who it was. Maybe you can refresh my memory. Who was it that went on the news and he directly said, he let the cat out of the bag and he's like, no, we can't have this student debt relief. Because that'll lower our military recruitment. I forget who said that, but I, I remember. But you were, that. you do remember the clip, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. I was like, how? Like we're in the we're in the age now where they can, we're we're so compartmentalized and so divided that they can just say the quiet parts out loud and, and, and they can get away with that. But I remember that finding that so hilarious. And as you guys were talking about this, it's like shit, dude. They've gotten to the point now where they'll literally even straight up tell you, we're not even going to help you. Even though one of the primary things about the military is helping you with college. And then they, they have people from the military saying, no, fuck you getting help for college because you have to come through us. Like they just say it. Like that's the kind of the depravity. You know what I mean? So once you kind of wrap your head around that kind of level of where we're at, that kind of helps you, I think, a, a, a center, right? Like where, 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 the, where the discourse really is. Well, uh, even when it comes to the college piece with the military, you know, there's limits. Um, you know, it's not like they're going to pay for you to go to Harvard. You know what I mean? But like there's there's okay. limits with that. But then they also are able to capture people who have student loan debt. I know when I was graduating from college, I knew some people that joined the military solely because the military was going to pay off their student loans. That was the only reason they joined. Yeah, my, my dad, my dad, my dad served. And he didn't didn't take any advantage of any of that whatsoever because he just said it was just better for him just to start working as soon as he got out of the military. Mm. Um, 
so yeah, so that that was one of the other things that I, I wanted to bring up about this thing that kind of it bothers me a lot that none of this stuff is contextualized at all, right? We 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 always kind of even as we're kind of arguing right now about like oh it's how odious of AOC to say this once was bad and then now she's promoting it and look what the kind of things that they're signing them up to do you know the 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 the, the being the arm of imperialism and stuff like that but we don't really actually realize how this is it's a it's it's a it's a predatory system at this point on on, on the, the 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 uh the, the most vulnerable and the least privileged you know what i mean and i and i know this personally from my my dad like i said was was in, in the military my cousins nephews uncles grandpas you know army navy Air Force, all, all the different branches. Uh, 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 my best friend, who uh, uh, put a pistol in his mouth after coming back from Iraq on his second tour, um, who I used to, you know, live with, you know, uh, um, yeah, his brother too also killed himself. I, I mean, I could just go on and on about how many people that I know that has negatively touched right like it's not just kind of like oh hey there's this there's this capitalist system that's that's taking advantage of workers it's like no they're 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 genuinely like corrupting the people that are already the most vulnerable of us you know what i mean they're they're, they're really taking them and they're 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 shitting on their souls Right. You know, I, 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 out of, I've just, I've just known so many people and it, it just hasn't panned out well. And I know so many people that have, have killed themselves after they came back. So I don't know how to reconcile that with, with telling anybody that like, oh, it's not just a bad career choice. I'm like, no, these people are actively trying to shit on your soul. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, most of the people I know that joined the military, they didn't join because they wanted to fight for their country. Most of them joined because either they wanted to get out of poverty, they wanted to pay off student loan debt, or they didn't want to take out student loans. So they wanted to have free college and, you know, they wanted to have benefits that, you know, maybe they did not have when they were growing up, right? Or their parents didn't have. And then they get they get into this military system and everything seems to be okay until there's a war. And when is there not a conflict? And so next thing they know, they're sent to Afghanistan or they're sent to Iraq doing multiple tours. I know people that have done multiple tours in Iraq. So they not seeing their family for like a year at a time. Like, you know, it's just and, and when they come back to the U.S., when they come back from those countries, these people are never the same. Never the same. They're broken. Some of them have PTSD, like some of them can't sleep at night. Like I remember, I forget the name of the show, but I was watching a, an episode of a show. It'll come to me. But one of the characters had PTSD and uh, he couldn't sleep in the bed because he was used to sleeping outside in Afghanistan. And like, he just could not readjust back to that. So he was sleeping on the floor. And the next thing you know, he was sleeping outside 
because he just couldn't sleep in his side anymore. You know, it's like when you see like homeless veterans, I want people to understand that like a lot of times, like those guys, they've been through a lot. Those guys been through a lot. Like they've seen a lot. Like imagine trying to go to sleep at night and then you're woken up by a bomb. You know, then you're afraid to close your eyes because you don't know if you're going to hear another bomb. Like it's things like that. Like, so I think that like, I don't care how she tries to paint it or how she tries to frame this, but those military academies, they exist for the sole purpose for giving those kids an education, but also putting them through the military. If it was just about education, they wouldn't have the military aspect added to it. And that's just the reality of the situation. And like Robin said, they headlined the event. They were the top Companies that they were the top institutions at the, the event. They were the top of the ticket. So it's like, we all know what the real reason was. And for AOC to get on Instagram and sit up there and gaslight people as if people can't look this up, as if they can't talk to people who were actually at the event. You know, she really, she really, she, she's worse in some ways than some of the Republican politicians. And you know why I say that? Because she's stabbing people in the back. She's stabbing people yeah. in the back. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene tells you exactly who she is right up front. You know who she is. You know what she wants, all about it. And as many as I have many criticisms of Marjorie Taylor Greene, one thing I will say is like, she tells you exactly who she is. She doesn't hide her rhetoric. AOC, on the other hand, she pretends to be one thing on camera and then behind the scenes she's doing shit like this yeah you know speaking of hiding rhetoric here's another thing that i i would just say from a personal insight from you know if you talk to my dad right uh um he was on the uss america uh, during the uh, it was like the lead up to the first Gulf War, and they went through the uh, the Suez Canal on the USS America, and it was the first time that uh, 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 an American ship had gone through that section, you know, of water, you know, with a military craft, and since like World War Two or whatever, and it was a big deal, and 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 they were taking pot shots at them. And stuff like that, you know, and that was his closest thing to to military action or whatever. He was getting shot at by some tanks in the desert or whatever, but um, nothing that crazy. But I have a lot of other uncles and, and, and whatnot that, that the, you know, Gold Star, Purple Star, or, or Purple uh, purple Heart, Gold Star, uh, Bronze Star, all these different kinds of wars, things like that, you know, crazy military stories. All of them, my dad, my uncles, all of them would tell you, none of them would turn around and tell you that, yeah, it's a good idea. You should do it. And these mm -hmm. are people that have won all the different medals that have like been in different conflicts and things and, 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 and so on and so forth. And none of them out of any of them in my life ever told me that it was a good idea to do it, but they didn't offer that information up voluntarily. I had to kind of ask them mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, what do you think I should do? And then they would give me the lowdown. And I noticed that, that it, it 
all out of all of my family members, I have a lot of them, you know, Marines, the whole bit and stuff like that. And, and none of them, I don't think from the, 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 the as much as I can, I'm not around them 24 seven. I don't know how they are around everybody, but as much as I can tell, they don't offer up this information freely. You know what I mean? They, you, you have to like kind of coax it out of them a little bit and then they'll tell you like, Oh yeah, Jesus got nightmare, horrible, I'm still fighting for my benefits, whatever, blah, blah. You know, I have an aunt that fucking died in, 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 in a veteran's hospital fighting over stupid care, you know, whatever. So, I, you know, I mean, I can get that too, you know, and she, she was a career, you know, career army. And, and, and so whatever. So, you know, it's like, it's like so I have so many of these horror stories I could, I could go on and on about. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, obviously bore you guys with. But to me, uh, there's a there's a there's a thread. Where yet still none of them really seem to be quick to say like no don't do it right so even they are not really getting the message out and they're the ones that have the firsthand experience so there there's there, I think there's a gap there right so you have people like AOC that are doing the kind of work for for the military and stuff like mm -hmm. that and she has no idea she has no fucking idea whatsoever. Right. But it, I feel like we almost need to hear from these other people that do have an idea that can set these people right. But they're almost like the people that are like the last ones that are willing to actually, you know, tell you about what really happened. There's something about this system, man. It, it, it's really fucked. It, it, it keeps the people that should be the ones that should be the most vocal against it quiet. Well, my friends have told me it can be like uh, a fraternity of sorts. I have friends that, that were in that said it's, it's kind of like that. And like my dad will like probably attest to that too, that like, you know, if there's a soldier that was a part of your unit, even when people are stationed in different countries or whatever, you know, if, if they contact you, if a, a former soldier like calls or contacts you, like they're there for each other. So that could be part of it. I want to bring in uh, Lucy because Lucy was uh, at the event was one of the protesters at the event. So the clips that I showed you tonight, that was, those were Lucy's uh, videos. Lucy, I, I want to get your take on this because I'm so glad you sent me the video where um, she responded to it because that right there was just more revealing in itself. You just got to uh, unmute. Um, hi, Sabi. Um, yeah, so... Um... I, I actually, somebody sent me, Richie sent me the video where she responded and I just uploaded it onto my YouTube channel um, because I knew that she might delete it. And I do think Robin was on point. Like she definitely did that kind of for the people that aren't paying attention that just kind of watch her as a pseudo celebrity. Um, that's why she did it on Instagram live and not Twitter. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think part of the smearing kind of freaked me out too, because she, she acted like, you know, like we were in there to like invade a school of children or something mm -hmm. <laughs> when in reality, like, uh, you know, I, I didn't even get videos of everyone. I actually was hoping that, um, p more people would send me videos, but there were vets from there was a vet from the from the Bronx that showed up and he had he did a speech that I wasn't able to capture. Richie Richie is actually a teacher in the Bronx and he spoke um uh 
you know, Mohammed Latifu, his brother, died in in his in the army barracks. Yep. And he came and he doesn't even care about politics. He said it. He was like, I don't even really pay attention to politics, but I, you know, he came for the issue. Um and then uh, you know, uh there were parents there, there were people that that were in, that had been in the army. There was um uh, there were all kinds of people there, and um, there were also, by the way, it, the the event was headlined by AOC and Espaillat. So yes, there were people that were not from the Bronx, but were from the Queen side of her district, and also mm-hmm. people from Espaillat's district, Washington Heights, which is not that far from here. <laughs> and then, uh, so most of the people there were either from her district in the Bronx or from adjacent districts, like just the area in general. Um, You know, uh, so that was definitely a smear. It's always the same smear with her. She's always like uh, acting like, no, you know, she can't listen to anybody unless they're from her district. And then she doesn't listen to that either. And then, and then she smears us. As if, you know, we're aggressive, which like we all like the reality is that she's putting us in danger. Right. Um, And for most of us, the plan, like there were a few protesters that went inside, you know, because they wanted to protest. But most of us, for most of us, the plan was actually to stay outside um, and to uh, kind of just like warn the kids, kind of, you know what I mean? Um, That these are not your only options. And um, one of the girls there, the um, person that works for Pastors for Peace, she was handing out flyers. Um, she brought flyers from the the Cuban medical program, which um, trains people for free. Um, uh, they have like a really good program that trains more uh, black doctors for free <laughs> than and than all American universities combined. Um, and uh, they, uh, she was recruiting for that outside the event. And Danny Shaw, um, who is also a teacher at CUNY, he came to the event and he talked about CUNY. So uh, like the incredible thing is that yes, there were recruiters for other things at that event, they were outside the event with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and 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 uh, you know, these these were uh, like, <laughs> you know, like we're not dummies, like the people that were are outside. So, um, you know, it's really interesting that she managed to smear us as like aggressive and all of this stuff, um, and. It, it just like a lot, like two of the teachers that were there, um, they were like, uh, you know, maybe it could be a good idea to, because, you know, I've, I've kind of been in my own world too, you know, everybody lives in their bubble and um, I haven't really been paying close attention because like I'm not a teacher and I don't have kids, right? So to what's been happening in the education system over the past two or three years, I feel like a lot of a lot of people really need help, you know, like direction. And um, it's been even worse with a lot of these school closures. Um, yeah. And I think it would be nice, you know, for anybody that uh, we were thinking like that has studied abroad that knows about 
cheaper programs or free programs, but also cheaper programs abroad that they could go to college. Um, you know, please send me that information because like we were thinking of forwarding it to one of the teachers to have a kind of alternative college fair. I can um, send it to you. I have the info. I can send it to you. Yeah, that would be great. And if anybody uh, else has like, uh, you know, has been to college abroad, I know Kirby, he went like in college in Sweden or something. Um, there's a bunch of people that have gone to these abroad programs, but they don't actively recruit in the United States as much, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so and a lot of these kids, you know, they like they don't know what to do after school. I mean, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 18 either, you know. Um, but it, so, it kills me when they go to the inner city, they go, they go to the low income inner city neighborhoods, because this is how they got people like my dad. Like my dad, my parents grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, in the inner city. And they came to my, they came to my dad's high school. They came to my mom's high school. Like that's how they got my dad. And for my dad, like he just wanted to get out of Baltimore. He just wanted to get out of, out of poverty. So he was like, wow, like you know, I'm going to have a salary. They're going to give me housing. Cause that's another thing. You don't have to pay for the housing. They're going to give me housing. They're going to be all these things like, yeah, why not? You know? And so it's just, they target a certain group. They target a certain group. And uh, someone did send me the demographics of the school that they were at too. And that's what I was saying. I'm like, it's predominantly African-American and Latino students. And yeah, that, and you, you know the um, Muhammad Latif, who uh, I like. Um, I I know you played the the speech on your show, but it was so sad to see him talking about it because I mean he was in tears outside the event. It was really, it was really sad. It wasn't like a dramatic kind of sad. It's like he, you know, you could see he was really feeling a lot of pain. It was it was really bad um to like horrible to see him um talk about his brother's death and he he really was there to turn the kids away from this military recruitment event um and you know uh it, it it's just you know the the narrative management and by the way she also actually uh her campaign they sent a correction to democracy now um like while you were doing your show um where they cl they clarify that it wasn't just a military it says there were no military enlistment officers there but we saw like we ha I, I i captured it on video one of the colonels came out to talk to us <laughs> so i don't <laughs> aoc yeah aoc said that too yeah um so we saw the colonel, the colonel came out to talk to us. There were other uh, people from the military, the Navy, et cetera, go going in and out. Like, what is it? It's like, it, it, I mean, it's ex extreme gaslighting at this point. It's like, don't believe your eyes. <laughs> it's like, you see all of these people from the military walking into the building and she's making a public statement that there were no military enlistment officers there. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't understand. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, it's just, I'm going to bring in a uh, Ruben and then I'm going to pivot to hey. Jonathan. Hi, Ruben. Hi, everyone. Um, 
Um, this is my second time calling in, so I'm pretty nervous, but excited. I totally want to say, I mean, agree with Sabrina, but I, I mean, um, the whole AOC, she does backstab people in the back. And we've known because she has receipts. Um, and I'm not sure if you remember that um, when she, um, when she, when there was this big um, migrant busing, a good amount of them went to New York City and AOC bitched about it. And even um, the mayor of New York City had like, had to do like um, an emergency something. Uh, I mean, a state of emergency. And for some reason, like we saw in, in Martha's Vineyard, how these white liberal bitches kept bitching about yep. why these migrants are coming to our front lawn, even though they themselves have... Black Lives Matter. We're pro everything on their lawns as signs, and it's um, and basically um, so so um, I am a conservative, but I have a populist streak. But it always irks me when, you know, these politicians on the so-called left, but I don't want to call them left, but they say they are. They use their virtueness as like we're better than the people on the right, which, you know, they're a tad bit better, but in reality, they're the same behind the scenes. And when you said Martella Green says it to your face, she does says it to your face. Um, that's why we also hate her too. Um, but I, um, since Lucy is still here, I wanna say um, thanks to Lucy. Um, thank you for uh, confronting her and telling her about Tercer Partido, specifically Con Olmo, I mean Con Amno. That was awesome. That was great. And then, like, when she said, oh, lo siento, lo siento, I'm like, girl, that wasn't even Spanish. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, also, um, so I want to um, talk about, like, what happened on the White House press briefing. Did you see that that's little snippet clip of, like, um, Corinne Jean-Pierre um, basically hushing a, a, a journalist, a journalist who represents Africa? And he yes. has had extensive, extensive, like, receipts of, like, him trying to get a word, like, from her or, like, from the press corps, like, multiple times. And then, for some reason, they pretty much, everyone there, even the journalists that are very cozy with, with this administration, went against him and told him to sit down. And I'm, and I'm like, that kind of looks racist because you're telling an African man. They don't want they don't want the African journalists to speak. And I feel like this is the reason or this could be one of the reasons why. Remember, Africa chose to be neutral mm -hmm. in reference to this Russia-Ukraine uh, war. So especially if uh, Corinne's uh, talking points are about the war. Yeah, she's probably not going to try to call on him. So there's that. And then also China has been helping out countries in Africa. Mm -hmm. So I think they don't they're afraid of what he's going to say. I still think that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You want to be press secretary, you got to be able to take tough questions. Yeah, and then the press, um, the White House press um, core president, forgot, um, forgot, forgot his name, he had to apologize for the whole commotion that mm -hmm. with Corinne Jean-Pierre feels good. And it's like, wow, that's kind of sad. Like, Seriously, mm -hmm. why? And the same thing as that that AOC says, like, "Oh, you're being rude. You're hurting my feelings for confronting me." And I'm like, 
she's 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 not hurting people's feelings but she's actively hurting people in her own damn district and she's literally telling immigrants don't come to my district even though during the trump year she said i i i i i accept all immigrants we're all welcome and i'm like wow how values change quickly <laughs> yeah well uh because isn't uh corinne isn't she haitian yes oh yeah and also okay. Um, there's this extensive reporting from both Intercept, which we know that they're in some cahoots with one billionaire. Um, so that was a great insight from Aaron Monte. Anyways, the Intercept, Reuters, and Al Jazeera made an extensive, like, like an extensive um, research that, like, um, the Biden administration is helping um, Ariel Henry, who is a a not legitimate president so basically people are people in 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 haiti are saying that Ariel Henry is not legitimate he he like 90 percent of the people there say that he he might have killed or he did kill the former president and Biden administration is giving Ariel Henry a lot of money so Corinne Jean-Pierre who is of Haitian American, oh, Haitian descent, she's not bringing that up to the table. And a lot of queer people in Haiti are in danger. And since she likes to say that she is a person of color and she's also um, a queer woman, she's not speaking up for the people in Haiti that are being oppressed and also that and the the bio administration is giving money to Ariel Henry. But see, this is why having uh, representation, like when people say representation is important, mm-hmm. yeah. But the the type of representation that you, or a representation that you have does matter because yes, she can say, "Oh, woman of color as press secretary," but she, she's a Haitian woman, and she's not even willing to speak out about. Henri, because we've talked about that before mm-hmm. on my show about how the U.S. government mm-hmm. basically just selected him, mm-hmm. and she's not willing to speak out about that. But those are her people, like Haitian people, like those are her people. But in order for her to keep her spot and her status that she has right now, she's not even going to speak out for her people. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is sad. Like it's it's just very sad. But um, yeah, that's. That's basically what I wanted to say, but yeah, anyways, um, thank you for um, having me again. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Ruben. Uh, go yeah, ahead, Nora. Just a quick point on the point that Ruben made about Corinne um, Jean-Pierre is that while she was, you know, shutting that journalist down, she had cast members from Ted Lasso or something standing behind her because they were about to do some type of spoof thing. And that just magnified or amplified how ridiculous it is. You're the press secretary. This journalist is trying to ask you serious questions and making it clear that he has been passed over and shut down before, but you're so busy trying to prepare for whatever this stunt scheme thing is with the Ted Lasso people, it's like, how inverted the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. You're so busy trying to do this PR thing that you're shutting down this journalist who represents, you know, a whole nother continent of people. 
and has consistently been shut down. It's just so absurd the way they just really control the narrative to the nth degree and they're not even going to entertain the questions that might put them in a difficult I hear you. Uh, let's go to Jonathan and then I'm going to bring in Ashura. How do you feel about this, this event, Jonathan? Um, can Ashura go uh, before me? Okay, go ahead. Sure. Thanks. Ashura, you're on the mic. You just got to unmute. Is Yay, Ashura. Is something wrong with the calling? Because it's lagging for some reason. I can hear you just fine. Uh, is the calling lagging? Because uh, I've been uh, when Noah was talking. Okay, because Noah was lagging. Uh, I I normally have one thing to say, but you, you had you had a bunch of uh, callers that had a bunch of good things to say. You got Robin, you got Noel, you even got that last caller who basically had a, he was he, uh, was saying hey uh, Haiti calling high tea for some reason. I don't know who says it like that. Um. The Karine Jean-Pierre thing, uh, you, you would think that after Biden got elected, that shit was done for. But apparently, I, I think they, they have a thing for Africans in the back. They don't want Africans to speak up because mm-hmm. that would, they, they would probably destroy whatever narrative they're saying right there. Because they'd be like, no, that, that's not what's happening. We, I, I live back in Africa, so what the fuck are you talking about? That, uh, this, this, what you're saying is what exactly is happening over there. It's not true. And I didn't know that because I, I didn't... Uh, when did you when did you say that about the the African guy? What was that like yesterday or when was that? I saw it. I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Oh, yeah. I th- I think it might be you, Ashura. I'm gonna have to change the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, for some reason, like you were breaking up, I had to switch to my oh. mobile. Okay, so I was saying that um, I saw that that argument from that journalist and uh, Corinne Pierre. I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Okay, okay, because I thought that shit ended with the <laughs> the Trump era. <laughs> I, I thought it ended. I, I guess they got a thing for the Africans. I mean, is it the same dude that got his bit, that got his uh, Patreon or whatever the fuck that got it shut down because he basically uh, he was combat he was quote combative against uh, what was her name? Uh, fuck. Uh, she just had a show on uh, on uh, MSNBC. Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki, yeah. I don't know if that's the same. That's the exact same journalist, but. I do. I have noticed like it was a problem in the Trump administration and it's also a problem with the Biden administration. They don't want to call on the African journalists. Well, uh, Bryce Smith said that's him. That, that's basically the same guy. Okay. Uh, yeah. He said he was having a problem because he was doing his journalism online. So they, they shut him down. They basically kicked him out. <laughs> and I was like, uh, is this guy still over there? I didn't think he'd be back. And I, I guess he's basically like, uh, like Lucy. Uh, they, they got him. They got him on lock. If they see Lucy, they got to kick him out. Oh. Uh, What's your your take on this military uh, recruitment event? Uh, I didn't see the show tonight. So (laughs) I was was lucky that you chose that one. 
luckily for me, I thought you were going to do the Aaron Mate thing. But uh, I, I had enough people basically talking about it, like do dissidents, uh, the usual right wingers, uh, do dissidents, HLM, Hard, Hard Lens Media, and Jimmy Dore, the, the right wingers who hate AOC. <laughs> yeah, well, I showed um, Lucy sent me the the, the video clips because Lucy was one of the, the protesters there. But then also AOC actually issued a response to it. So I showed the response video to tonight and like she was just ridiculous like she tried to smear the protesters and say that they weren't even they were outsiders that tried to come into a building with kids that's how she framed it well it's a good thing now she finally uh, recognizes lucy so her hard work has paid off so she she, if she's smearing lucy uh, it's a good thing because they 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 now know that uh, there's a pocket of people that don't buy their bullshit Mm mm-hmm yeah, because, uh, wait, she said, she called them on that, what, what What did you say she called them? Like, they came in with kids. I thought this was like a an open thing to get the the fodder, the kids, well, kids, poor kids. I from, think you had to, I think you had to register. Well, but, if you, well, if you registered, then how the fuck are you <laughs> an instigator if you registered? Right, right. But I think that's that's one of the problems. But I think that Again, they just did it. They didn't want. They didn't. Obviously, it seems like they didn't want protesters inside. But also, like it seems like to me, they just didn't want people to see what was really going on inside of there. Well, it seems to me that they're, they're trying to. Well, it's it's like canceling, but you have to because re- it's the register part that makes no fucking sense. This is supposed to be a private, a public event. If you got a a, a senator that's that, that's a public event. She's a public figure. So why are you making this thing private? But it has to be re- you have to register. What if basically they didn't know Lucy's face and somebody else registered? Are they gonna say now they're gonna screen you if if they if they know if Lucy's coming next time? Because I I, I kind of fear for Lucy though because I don't know if Lucy uh, she might lose her job. You know what happened to Jose because he got into Hakeem Jeffries' face. He literally called him out, and next thing you know, uh, Jose had cops at his house. And he got fired. Yes, I remember. But Lucy, I think, Lucy, you're going to be okay, right? Lucy's uh, one of the speakers. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm a freelancer. <laughs> so I, I, like, I'm lucky in that sense. And um, I, I uh, also like work like in an area that's completely apolitical. So like the thing that Jose kind of, was a different situation because he was like applying to a nonprofit where they like knew about political stuff. Like most of the people I work with don't even think about anything political. So in that sense, uh, I kind of, uh, how do you say, segment my life, if that makes sense. <laughs> Compartmentalize, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was the same question I asked you maybe a, a year or two ago, Sabi. You were talking about that. It was, I asked you like, um, do you feel like that was when you you had your old job, the one mm-hmm. that you left. And I asked you, like, uh, do you feel like could you actually protest without something happen, bad happening to you, like you get fired the next day? Like, imagine if you went through these events and they saw your face and they looked you up and said, oh, such and such works at this place. So Joe Biden's going to or somebody in, in the uh, Washington is going to basically call that place up and you get fired the next day. So, huh. yeah, because would you be willing to basically go from your day job to basically completely make it YouTube. I, I honestly was at that point where I was just like, 
if I got fired, I kind of didn't care. Like they knew like my activism, they knew I was doing activism on the outside. Like it wasn't a secret. Okay. Um, Cause it was either on my socials or somewhere like it, it just wasn't a secret. Also the students, because I, <laughs> because I worked with like grad students, like sometimes they were at those events too. So, <laughs> so it was, it, it, it was like, even if you wanted to hide it, you kind of couldn't hide it. But I was just pretty open about, you know, what I believed and stuff. And then, you know, as time went by, I realized that wasn't really so much accepted. Because okay. I, I kind of find it fucked up that uh, if you basically go protest somewhere, you're allowed to protest. I mean, it's part of your civic duty to protest. You're allowed to do so, but they're firing you because you went to protest. It, it, it goes by to the cancel culture shit. And I think that was a bit done by the uh, by leftists or liberals basically doing it, but at the same time, the conservatives do it too. Where when Trump was in office, they will cancel just any conservative. They were willing to just go and just mind, uh, just mind their own fucking business. And that became a thing where basically everybody was canceling conservatives. Now it's just everybody just fucking canceled you left and right. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. But here's what I found out, Ashura. It's okay to protest certain things. Like, my employer was totally fine with the women's uh-huh. They were totally fine with that, right? That was during Trump's presidency. Okay. What they were not fine with is... You mean the old one, right? Right. They they, they weren't they weren't fine with, like, anti-war protests. They weren't fine with um anything that, that kind of signaled out wealth, inequality, the Amazon protests, like they weren't comfortable with those kind of things. That's the, <laughs> that, 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 that's not, that's not freedom of protest. That's selective. Right. Right. You know, they, they weren't, they, because at the end of the day, like I said, a lot of these people, they're just, they're yoga pants liberals. I'm not kidding. Like they, <laughs> they, they talk a good game, but then as soon as you start talking about stuff like, yeah, you know, we need to end all the wars. They don't, they're not feeling that. Yeah, I, I didn't know Haiti got a new president because I, I, I tuned out a long time ago when it comes to Haitian politics. I, I thought basically the prime minister was basically hitting the shit. I didn't know they elected a new one. I guess I saw some black guy that was with Biden. I don't know if that was the new interim president. Andre. That might have been him. Andre, no, well, you mean Ali? Okay, fine. Yeah, Henri, but, sorry. Yeah, that no, that might have been him. Yeah, so I saw this. I don't know if it was it. Maybe it was maybe a prime minister. I don't know, but I I don't know if Karine Jumpier is basically Haitian by birth. If she was, she's naturalized, or she was born here. Because every time they use they use they say, "Oh, Karine Jumpier is Haitian." I'm like, I just roll my eyes. <laughs> Why, Ashura? <laughs> Man, you, you can just you you can be born Haitian and just not give a fuck about the country. Mm. If you never if you've never been there, I don't think she's ever set foot in Haiti. Mm. These are all good points. Yeah. All right. Uh, J- let's bring in uh, Jonathan. Hey, how y'all doing? Greetings. Hey. Um, just want to uh, ask a question. Um, they said they sent you some information about the school that was ho- that the event was at. Uh, correct. Renaissance High. School. Okay. Uh, let's. I, I want to clarify that. Um, well, first of all, um, I did. Um, I was watching the show, but I was in and out because I was. I have class around this time, um, so I was. 
I was supposed to be doing work with my group, but I was actually, you know, muting you on and off again. And I did hear someone say Renaissance High. That school is not Renaissance High. That's Lehman High. It's a very unique school. It's a school that's above a freeway, actually. So if you look at Lehman High, that's the name of the school. Renaissance High is one of the schools that is in that building. There, it shares that, that Lehman High shares that building with six other schools. Renaissance what? is one of them. Yes. Wait, so, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Yes, so Lehman High shares a building with six other schools? Correct. Renaissance is one of them. Is Renaissance, Westchester, Pelham Lab, um, Schoolerville Preparatory, and Bronx River. The reason why I know this is because I did my orientation at that school when I became a teacher in New York. Wow. So the student body of that school is about 4,000. It's pretty big. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. And of course, that's the school that Cardi B went to. Ow. And guess who else went there too? Richie Torres. Of course he did. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to make that clarification. So whoever said, so this is information for, because I heard the video, the guy said, this is a Renaissance school. If you look, first of all, Lehman is on the building. The reason why it's confusing is because I worked at a school that used to be um, Roosevelt High School, which was above Fordham University. But they split that up into several different schools. It's no longer um, it's no longer um, Roosevelt. It's called the Roosevelt Campus, and it has several schools. Same thing with Columbus. And I think the colonel, he went to Clinton. Clinton is where I did my training at in the Bronx. That used to be one school, but I think they divided up that. I think they also separated that to several different schools as well. That's something very common in the in the Bronx, if not New York. Um, the only school that's not like that is Truman High, which is actually about five minutes from where I work at in the Bronx. Um, so just want to let you know that, that that the school was actually Lehman High. And if you ever get a chance to look at Google it online, the school, like I said, is above a highway. Like they have a building above a freeway, the Bronx um, Parkway. Um, also... I put this in the um, the chat for when I was able to hear it. When I at the last school that I worked at, um, the students I worked with juniors, and then I moved up with them when they became seniors. When I worked with them when they were juniors, the class twenty twenty three, they were they had to take the um, ASCT. Sorry, ACT, ACT. Something the ACT. Sometime around this time last year, I would say April of last year. Um, as charter schools, we have half days. And one half day, they were going to actually use it to make the students take the ASVAB. For those who don't know what the ASVAB is, that's the test that you take to get to, to not to get into the military, but to, to determine what type of job you would qualify for to get into the military. I took it when I was eight, 16, because I was told, you know, hey, you know, you've been taking all this. I mean, my friends encouraged me to take it. So um, I qualified for everything except for an engineer. Surprisingly, and I'm a math major. But anyway, um, when I found this out, I said, wait a minute, why are they taking the ASVAB? Um, I was told it's because they want to get them more practice doing testing. I call bullshit. So I spoke to, the, um, uh, to one of the social science teachers who's an activist just like myself. 
And we want to get to the bottom of this. Like, why are they making them take the ASVAB test when they already took the ACT? And a lot of them have not, have not shown any interest to go into the military. Needless to say, um, a week later, they decided to cancel it altogether. So that's another thing that, and I had to Google, I said, I had to look it up. Okay, can you make the kids take the ASVAB? You can't make kids take the ASVAB. What they can do is they can opt out of getting um, contacted from the military. And also they can, they don't have to take the ASVAB, but if they do take it, they, there's something they can check off where the military won't contact them. But this is another way for them to get, to get kids more involved into the military. When I was growing up, we had, and I think that we, they still have RTC, R, R, sorry, ROTC. When I was growing up, this was before 9-11, so I'm telling my age. So when you was part of ROTC, no one thought anything about that because there was really no conflict, so to speak. Now I look at ROTC different. Now I look at it as, as a, a, a recruitment tool for kids getting into the military. And this is the last thing I want to say. Um, one of the reasons why they can't um, recruit students like they, I mean, recruit people, uh, people like they want to is because a lot of the kids can't even pass the physical test. They're either out of weight, like me, over, um, um, out of shape. They can't, they have too many diseases, too many illnesses. You know, the obesity rate for kids is, well, kids are actually dying at a younger age from obesity. Um, I think this is the first generation where the 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 older generation is outliving the younger generation because of all the sicknesses and diseases are linked to obesity. And one of my students, actually, I, I had two students. Um, they were twins. One was a boy, one was a girl. I actually had them as a junior, and I had them again when they were seniors. Um, they're in two separate classes. The girl, she was phenomenal. One of my top students. She'll give me attitude, but she was one of those kids who aced everything I gave her. And my and what, what I graded on her was tough. I had it for algebra two, then I had it for college algebra, and she killed it. Her twin brother, he's smart, but he's one of those kids that's like not so that doesn't really apply himself. The reason why I bring him up is because she's acing, getting everything, she's getting all the awards there, all the accolades. She wants to, she's on society, all that stuff. Him, he's not doing that. So I spoke to him, I said, what are you going to do after school? He told me that he was going to go into the military and he wants to make bombs. I cringed when he told me that, but I understood where it was coming from. <laughs> like your father, Savvy, some of these kids, their only option, and this is, in, I worked in Newark, New Jersey. And the only way that I see him getting out of his environment, because one reason why he doesn't excel the way he, he can is because of his environment, the only option for him to to get out is the military but i worry about him like because like you said when they when these people serve in the military and they come back the veteran services that they're supposed to get they don't get it it breaks my heart to see people on the highway homeless who have signs up you know world war ii not world war ii korean vet korean war vet um iraqi war vet all these vets on on the street begging for money and they have the benefits there we there's so much money spent to the military industrial complex, but nothing's given to the best who actually serve. So when we have Veterans Day and we say thank you for your service, I'm like, especially the government, I'm like, y'all just bullshitting because you don't even take care of the people that actually serve this country for these 
ineffective, meaningless. Um, they don't call them wars anymore. They call them conflicts. Mm-hmm. And it really, fu- it, that frustrates me. But um, also, is this, this is, they're creating, when, it, when you have the um, inequality that we have, this is, it creates, sorry, the inequality that's already created only forces kids who don't have a choice to do nothing but to go into the military and that's and that's how the system is created so that's what i have to say very well said jonathan i mean i think those are those are really strong points that you made because i think that it's true like i remember they offered the asvab when i was in high school uh we weren't required to take it but i did read an article a couple of days ago uh, that said that there's some some schools are starting to make it a requirement for kids to take ROTC. And ROTC, that was an elective, like when I was in high school, like you didn't have to take it. And like, not only that, you know, as, as Jonathan said, not everyone can join the military. Um, I had a, a friend of mine, she really wanted to be in the Air Force, like, and not because of the benefits, like she wanted to fly. Like that was like her thing. She wanted to join the Air Force. And she went through all the training and only to get turned down in the end because she didn't pass the the body mass index exam. Now, she wasn't overweight, but that exam is actually pretty strict. So the reason why she didn't make it is because she, you know, she she had some large twins. You know, like, (laughs) I don't don't know how to say it, but like. She She had some big knuckers. Yeah, she did. And but but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't overweight. But because of that, she did not pass the BMI. So that's the thing is like this idea that like, oh, we'll just join the military. Like it's always it's disturbing to me when people say that as if everybody can just do that. It's not that easy. And like and to my point, like my friend that had chronic asthma, I mean, like he couldn't he wanted to be in the military and he couldn't join because he had chronic medical conditions. That's another thing they won't let you in with. So it's like, yeah, I mean, all these things are, these are all really good points. And I think it just points to the fact that nobody, and I got into an argument with someone on Twitter about this recently. I don't know where this guy came from. Okay. He responded to that AOC tweet and he came in and said, I had to join the military because you know, it bettered my life and da 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 da. I saw that um, too. I think Nick 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 brought it up. Yeah, then then he told me to shush. And I told him, he said something about like it was it's necessary for career success. And I said, if the fact that you think that in order for people to have career success, they need to join the military, that in itself is a problem with the system that we have. You know, it's just then I came back at him and I was just like Dude, this is, stop making this about you. Like nobody's talking about your personal life choices. This is about the fact that this is a congresswoman who ran on one thing and now she's doing the opposite. This ain't got nothing to do with you and your experience in the Navy and all that shit. This came, this guy came out of nowhere. I was just like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) I mean, you're, you're, you're a small black woman that didn't get uh, in the military savvy. So <laughs> you didn't have, you, you didn't have enough meat for this guy. So he came for you. <laughs> I was like, that, this guy came out of nowhere. I was like, who the hell is this account? And then I looked and I, I saw like on his page, apparently he follows me. And I just thought to myself, like, I don't know who this person, I've never seen this person before, but it was just random. 
Well, some people basically follow RBM members just to troll them. I mean, they just wait for you to tweet. Motherfucker took it personally and shit. And I said what I said. I said, AOC is out here at this military recruitment event. They trying to get black and brown kids to go join the military. And, and I was right. That's exactly what it was. And those were the kids at that school. <laughs> Motherfucker got all in his feelings. Like, I don't like. <laughs> I don't like I'm, surprised, I'm surprised the military basically says, if you got two big, two big knockers, you're not going to basically join the military. Are they, are they, are they afraid of getting, uh, getting sued for sexual harassment or some shit like that by the, by the men? Well, they didn't, they don't say those words, but they do, they tape the body. They did body taping. And so she didn't meet the measurements because of her chest. I'm pretty sure they're, they're women with giant chests in the military. I'm pretty sure that's not the reason they're going to refuse her to join the military for just that alone. Um, Not like hers. Hers were, hers were pretty big. Yeah. And she was short. So that's the other thing. Like if she would have been, if she was taller, she probably would have passed that BMI test. But because she was short and she had the big, yeah, they 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 were pretty big. You're you're, you're trying. You don't want to say the words, do you? <laughs> they were big. Uh, yeah, just say just say for what it is. You don't have to think they were big. You're not picking speaking code. Just say it. I don't like the word. <laughs> Somebody, uh, Dwayne, damn you, Dwayne, just put it in the chat too. He knew exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Somebody said like that word. Someone in the chat said it better. Um Tig Tig Biddies. There you go. If you can't say that, say that Say twins. Next time you don't want to say big old T say say twins. And uh finally I'll say this and I'll get off. Do you not think that she's slowly getting money somehow by the military if she's coming in with the people from the military and then saying, Oh, these people are not from the military? But they fucking promoted themselves on Twitter. So how the fuck are not from the military if you're saying they're not from there? And I'm Listen, pretty sure that I wish point, Nick I wish Nick was on here because Nick did a whole I'm gonna have to find that video. Nick did a whole like case study on AOC one night yeah, and yeah, he I'm was sorry, showing how him and CJ. Yeah, but it's like, how, like she she had she had to basically went over there and did a intern for the CIA and shit abroad. Yeah, because I'm like, because we know that AOC doesn't fucking speak to people for free. You have right. to book her. She has an agency. So did the military book AOC? If that's the case, then she's getting paid by the military. That's that's some people believe that. I mean, I don't have I proof of that, but some people believe it. She may not be saying it. Well, she may say flowery bullshit language, leftist bullshit, but she's promoting it behind the scenes. That's a good point. Also, one thing that you said, Fabi, you... um. I think you 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 didn't get into it in the um in your show tonight, which I, I don't understand why. But I just want to um make one point is that sexual assault does happen in the military, but keep in mind it happens both ways. That's all. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's true. Hundred percent. Um, let's. Yeah, I can't say the word because Dave Chappelle ruined it for me. Like Chappelle show. There was an episode called um, The Real World, The Real Real World, something like that. And Dave Chappelle's character said this woman had big old, yeah. And ever it was just the way he said it that really like made me cringe. And ever since then, I have a problem with like the T word. I'm just like, 
saying. Because I, I picture it like, it's just weird. I picture Dave Chappelle. So I'm like, please don't say the word. I can't say it. I can't say it. Where he said Chappelle ruins everything. Yes, he ruins words for people. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Ganja Girl? You were there uh, as well. You just have to unmute. And I'm actually going to, um, I'll bring in Sinway as well. Let me put her as next caller. Okay. Well, let's let a ganja girl go real quick and then I'll go back to you some oh. Well, yeah. Um, first of all, let's uh, ask me any questions. I was there. Um, you know, I was right in the front. Uh, as a matter of fact, by the way, I was uh, talking with um, Trudy. Uh, Trudy's the one who actually was able to get in from our group. Uh, and she's with uh, We Are Not Our Soldiers. And she was just telling me that absolutely every single adult that she saw that was not a parent was in a uniform. So this, yeah, this AOC stuff saying, oh, my God, this wasn't a, you know. By the way, do you know that AOC's, AOC's office just managed to get a Democracy Now! to back off on how they, they were uh, describing the uh, rally, the event? No, fuck that. Democracy Now! should take it to the streets and contact oh, you guys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. That, well, by the way, so Democracy Now! just backed off and said that, oh, well, it's not a job fair and it's not a recruitment. It's a job services fair. It's so Orwellian, it's amazing. And See, then now, I'll yeah. Like, yeah, honestly, ahead. if I knew about it ahead of time, because like when I found out, when I did find out about the event, it was like literally, the, I think it was the day before. And I, I put it in the, I sent it to Lucy. I put in the, the DM thing and I said, AOC is hosting this da da da. But if I knew about it like a couple days before then, I actually could have tried to like, okay, let me see if I can get down to New York. Cause it's, New York's like mm, three, three hours and like 40 minutes away from me. I could have like driven, driven down to New York and I could have been out there too. And I could have tried to sneak in. Maybe they would have been reluctant to turn me away, hmm. but I, I don't know. Like I could have tried to sneak in and I would have got pictures and I would have been like, look at all these people in uniform. Absolutely. It, it was a, and um, I mean, you saw the video of the uh, Colonel that approached us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like, and if that's what he was saying outside, you know what they were saying inside. Oh, by the way, we are about to, you know, as you know, I'm also affiliated with the uh, Bronx Marines. Um, we're about to do a rebuttal release to uh, AOC after that wonderful, uh, you know, Instagram uh, clips that she did. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we have a few demands. I'm, I don't know that we're going to get them, but uh, the fact that she's probably going to say no to them is going to be very revealing. Among them, we want to have a copy of all the videos of any of the speeches in that event. And you oh. know they recorded it. Oh, of course. You, you know, and, and if she's actually in favor of transparency, she would give that unedited videos. Number two, she should be, be willing to uh, provide the same sort of endorsement and support for an anti-recruitment event at the Renaissance site with groups like um, Veterans for Peace and We Aren't Our, we, we Aren't Your Soldiers. Uh, 
Because if, if, unless she's got a bias, which she does, she should be very willing to have students hear other viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And we want an apology. We're not going to get that, but. <laughs> it was no, nice I, think that's, I think that's a really good idea. Go ahead, Roger. It's nice to meet you face to face for the first time. Got you, girl. Oh, same here. Oh my God. We're, we're all in sync. By the way, I, I mean, I was so horrified by, you know, of all the things that AOC said, some of the things you could almost claim, oh, well, it's a difference of opinion and how you look at it. The fact that she called out and out said, oh, we came from nowhere and we're not Bronx mm -hmm. was blatant lying. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess she, she probably was thinking about me when she said someone drive from outside of the city and came over to my district. I was like, how'd she get my number? <laughs> when she talks about the district like this, why she act like she owned the shit? Like, that's just what cracks me up. It's just like, it's my district. My district. It's like I was, every, almost everyone I knew was is Bronx. Longtime Bronx, too. I, I was the only one there that was not was not from the city. I just I went yeah. to that. That was pretty much it. So I was just like, "Oh, she's." I was like, "How AOC knows me?" I was like, "Yo, AOC, I was, look, look, she came to Hempstead. She came to Hempstead with Zephyr Teach out in 2018. So I, I was just returning the favor. You came mm -hmm. to my district. I come to your district." <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, Claude, who is, you know, a veteran who spoke, uh, you know, he and I, it turns out we live on the same darn street, you know, and we're, we're, we're both Bronx, you know, uh, Chris, oh, I don't know if you guys know, but, uh, Chris Jacobs, who is a, he's got a pretty good, uh, TikTok following and, uh, he was there too. He was actually on AOC's original campaign. And he even like had her over for dinner and they were talking strategy at one point. He just recently did a TikTok just blasting every single thing that she said. And he was one of the people that was turned away. Wait, what is his TikTok name? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Because uh, I can put I'm it in the chat. I'm not a huge TikTok person, but yes, we have to put that in the chat. Hold on. Um, give okay. me two seconds. Let me find it. Well, while you, yeah. search, while you search for that, let me go to Sinway. Go ahead, Sinway. Just uh, go ahead and unmute. All right. Um, so let's see. I saw some of Lucy's video, like some of the videos she uploaded, such as the talk about uh, the Cuba Doctors International and the fact that the one with the woman who was not allowed in despite registering, like, this is, yeah, it's just insidious. And, oh boy. Make sure you guys have all your receipts. Like, Lucy already got all the videos mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, make sure you guys have all your stuff because when you do that rebuttal, all she, I'm going to tell you what she's going to do. She's going to say, these are right-wing people. These are Trump supporters, da-da-da-da. Make sure you have your receipts mm. because she she's going to try to do that same old lame thing. You're right-wing and you're against people of color. Why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, my, my county in Maryland is 
just takes all that social justice identity politics things and just spins it for their own thing. So yeah. But um I I'm very really interested to like learn about all the other alternatives because I was on some other calling or something else about like um once this economy once everything like the inflation gets higher uh a lot of kids and the students are going to feel like they would have no choice but to get into the military which part of it's the education the other half is like having them be aware of other opportunities and well for us to be well for everyone to be there for them to, to make sure they like achieve what they want especially the um poor and especially black and brown go ahead roger yeah so i just want to say that i was operating on on i was operating on cp time so i got there like late i got there when the was the colonel sanders guy was speaking so <laughs> i i had like lucy fill me in to tell me this this guy's gaslighting people or whatever the case is um but I wanted to maybe I could uh, so yeah, uh, Ganja girl, you you were saying oh. um, demands, right? Yeah. So I was I was gonna suggest this to Jonathan also. Maybe I, hey, all right, you have a good one, bro. I was thinking about maybe I could suggest this to kill two birds with one stone. Um, so just like Jonathan, you was talking about how um, the guy wanted to go make bombs and stuff like that. It, it was it was it was. Um, the only uh, choice, the only option, and stuff. So I was, I was saying, what about if we had, um, and you know, like ideas come come faster than having the money to do it. So I'm just like putting it out there, <laughs> whatever. But what about hosting? Because I suggested this to to Lucy also, and I think I suggested this to you, Gondrikin, also. What about if some about if we started hosting? And I'm talking about not just us here, but just everywhere your school if you're a teacher everywhere hosting or sponsoring those 39 those 39 countries that up on Fort Washington Avenue that allow for free college you see what I'm saying so let's say if the government won't let them into the country let's say somehow we connect with these 39 countries that have free college and have like the same thing there at, at the high school. Oh, that'd be great. That's mm -hmm. a good idea. Like we yeah. did have um, host students at my high school. That's smart, yeah, Roger. Later for that military stuff. Come over here. Come over here. You want you want some free college? Come over here. Matter of fact, this country right here, they got better internet services and they got free health care also. Yeah. Come so, back. That's not a bad. Idea. That'd be great. That's not a bad idea. Well, first and foremost, let me say that I am in the same boat as Savvy. Well, not in the same boat, but I'm getting there. So my attitude is basically now fuck these kids, but that's another subject for another time. But um, the only issue that you have with that is you have, when it comes to getting kids a college and all this stuff, there is a system behind it. 
just like all of a sudden schools start going college prep when schools used to offer like trades and um, other uh, other things they could do outside of school. Now it's about going to college, going to college, going to college because school and the way that they're incentivized is by having these public and private schools to come and speak to kids. The school I work at now is actually a basketball school. So we don't... We have a partnership with the M- with the NBA, but we don't. It's not like a direct connection. It's not like kids graduating to go to, in, to the NBA or to go to the NC, NCAA. But there is that incentive for them if they want to pursue that as an option. So that's one thing that you do run up against um, when there are other things underlying other. Um, how can I say this? Other. Um, Forces at play that we're that you're not aware about, but I mean, sound, but it definitely sounds like a great idea because that's one thing I never spoke to my kids. The ones who are actually serious and want to do something with their lives, I never spoke to them about going to school. Um, I know for in New York, I definitely push my kids to get out of New York, get out of New York City. Excuse me, let me be more specific. Get out of New York City. Mm-hmm. So for them to think about, and I tell them like, okay, if you don't go outside to New York City. At least, if you're going to go to one of the a CUNY school or a SUNY school, at least t- do a study abroad. But I mean, you're right. That's that's actually a really good idea. So a few of my students, I'll probably pitch that to them. Or um, I'm at a the charter school I'm at is actually fairly new, so we may not have that um, because these bigger charter schools they have that type of system where they they get incentivized by doing just like i said about the asvab i used to be part of kip kip is a kip has several networks several networks around the around the country so it's easier to get them to do something like put make the military have the military involved where smaller charter schools that i work at it's going to be um much more easier now that's one that's one positive for the charter schools that the public schools don't have but once again i know how y'all feel about charter schools but that's another discussion Jonathan. Yes. Jonathan, you, you you work at Kip Academy? I used to. I don't anymore. I left Kip in December. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Sorry. I used um I used to work for um an IT company called Network Outsource. And that was the um Kip Academy was one of our clients. I don't know if you were there. Did are you familiar with them? I uh, know. Keep in mind that Kip so the kit I worked for was in Newark, Camden, and Miami. So the yeah, we used so, to go out there too. Police reported ahead. Oh. We used to go out there too. Hmm. No, I didn't do. We only we when I started, we actually our in our tech was in house, and then after the pan after when the after the pandemic, our Tech was in house, and then all of a sudden, we only had one tech person for the whole entire system. So, um, no, that doesn't ring a bell to me. Well, I haven't worked for him since 2010, so I don't know. Oh, no, I started working for Kip in 2019, 20, 20, 20, 20, no, 2020. 2020 is when I started. I just seen if we had a six degrees of separation type of thing. Normally, that. Right, no yeah, normally that does happen, but now we don't. I was I started Kip late. I started working for New York in 2019, so I'm a even though I'm old, I'm like a late teacher. So, mm. so okay, um, so let's um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be wrapping up at 
So probably in about uh, 30 minutes, but I want to make sure I get to the rest of the callers, but go ahead, Simway. Yeah. Um, so I may have graduated, I may have graduated from college, but I'm interested in looking for, well, the possibility of, well, furthering my education and preferably not in this country. I've heard many times about going abroad, uh, I'm currently trying to find programs in schools because uh, my I'm, my savings are still not uh, there. So it'd be nice if I, well, for example, knew where to look or heck, uh, I'm sure some countries are limited. Like one time I, I thought the idea of, hey, maybe I'm going to study in China. I try to look up the Chinese university and it's blocked. Yeah, China might be tough. China might be tough. But you can always look at uh, Germany. I've heard about it. Um, someone in the chat, though, said that Germany's uh, economy is, like, going down or something. Like, some GDP or something. Well, every... I hate to say it, but almost every country in Europe has a bad economy right now because of the war. Well, that's yeah. true. Um, I checked the... Euro, the the scaling i remember like last year i checked like what the euro is to the dollar and it's it's not gonna get me that far i mean sure i'm gonna be able to maybe afford the education but in terms of room and board yeah i'm trying to tell you because the number of college students that like to do um study abroad which that's not always easy to do because they have a limited number of applications that they can accept mm-hmm I'm I'm with Roger on this. How about we start getting some of this information to these teachers at these schools about colleges abroad that are free, even for American students. And if we can start pushing enough American students to go to school abroad, then the universities here will have no choice but to start lowering their tuition. Think about it. You got to take away because the students, this is something we always said, like when I was in, when I worked in higher ed, one of the things that we always said is like the students really are the university's customers in a sense, like without the students, the university does not exist because you have to have that tuition money from them. So you take away the tuition money, you take, start taking the, pulling the students away from the university, then they're going to have no choice but to lower their tuition. You see what I mean? Like we need to start giving these kids other alternatives. And even if it's not studying abroad, we need to start promoting some of these trade schools for these students. Start promoting some of these community colleges. I mean, like community college, like when I was growing up, it kind of had a bad, I don't know, like a, a bad vibe for whatever reason. Like people would say community college and people were like, oh God, community college. But I think that's changed uh, over the years. I mean, one of my friends from high school went to community college and she became a dental hygienist and she makes more than a lot of us made in higher ed. She only went to school for two years, no student loans. So I think that um, we need to give this information to those teachers because that's the thing. I think a lot of times the teachers, like, they either don't know or they they may know, but they don't know how to tap into the yeah. resources and to find out yeah, what to do these kids. But we got to uh, offer them other alternatives. This would also especially be given to career counselors. I'm with a career counselor right now. I respect and give her credit for help her helping me with the research as much as she can but she's um well she's more familiar of course with the american schools 
So, definitely the career counselors should also be um, informed about this, especially those that are interested in, like, um, well, pursuing much higher education after they get their BA. Yeah. Uh, But another thing we can do, too, is we can reach those students via social media. We can do social media campaigns to meet meet them on, um, reach them on Facebook, TikTok, uh, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, whatever else the kids are using nowadays, Twitch. We could do social media campaigns to reach them that way and say, don't want to take out student loans? No problem. Have you thought about going to school abroad? See, I could think about it now. I can make a commercial for this. Yeah. You know who's even more important to reach, though? The parents. That's true. Good point. That's why we got to do one for Facebook, too, because a lot of the younger kids aren't big on Facebook. Yeah. You reach the parents, and they could just talk to their kids themselves and be like, yo, look, here's an option. Um, And uh, what do you call it? Oh, so... Let me give you the rebuttal to the rebuttal, because I've heard this from a couple of high schoolers, right? They said, yeah, but if I study abroad, then my degree or my credentials or whatever won't be recognized in the United States. There are some that recognize it. So my rebuttal to that would be, so who does that hurt more, the country or you? Because you got your degree... You're already in a country where you can practice what you learn. So what the country, the U.S. is going to say, well, we're not going to recognize that or you can't come back. Okay, bye. Now you just lost precious resources. And then you're gonna, and then the country's going to turn around one day and go, hey, we don't have enough doctors. Hey, we don't have enough engineers. Well, they're kind of saying that now. We don't have enough this. They have, well, you, you turn them away. You told them to... You know, like you thought you was teaching them a lesson. That's right. But you ended up screwing yourself and the rest of us. Maybe listen, you should. Listen, a lot of people come to this country to do careers that they could do in their own country, but they come here because they want the American dream. Look at how many, you know, international students that come here to do engineering and decide to stay here afterwards and get an engineering job. They could be taking those skills back to their own country. It was just an episode on, I don't know if y'all watched The Equalizer with Queen Latifah, but there was just an episode with exactly that where, I'll give you a little synopsis. It was a kid that needed, the mother went John Q in the um, hospital, and the only doctor who could do the surgery that her daughter needed got shot. It's a long story. But the <laughs> other doctor that they found was a cab driver. Turns out he was from Iran. He was from Iran. And he, he practiced in Iran, but when he came to America, America didn't recognize his credentials. And once again, like Roger said, we talk about how we don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough teachers, we don't have enough teachers, we don't have enough this. And people, they're credentialed in other countries, but because of United States standards, which are allegedly supposed to be high, um, we can't even fill those positions. So, yeah, you're right. And also... Um, the attitude about community college, I used to have that same attitude. I used to be like, I ain't going to community college. I mean, uh, why would I go to community college? It wasn't until, even though it's weird yes, because Jonathan, I went to school. I was propagandized, too, by my high school teachers. It wasn't just you. We were all propagandized. It was, 
I don't think my high school teachers, it was just the attitude of, even, I was even in, I went to Overbound at a community college, and even our attitude, when they used to come and approach, like, hey, you going to go to school? I'm like, no, why would I go here? Like, oh, I'm, a, I'm in college prep, why would I go here? And you know the weird thing about it is, even though my, I got my degree in business, and I'm a math teacher, all of my prereqs that I needed for math, I got them from a community college. I went back, even after I got my degree, I ended up going back to a community college to get my prereqs, and I had to get some more, and I had some before I went to, um, before I actually got my degree. So me being a math teacher has nothing to do with my, my bachelor's degree at all. There's nothing from my bachelor's degree that I can use towards my math, math my, um, my master's in mathematics. I got those all from a community college. Mm -hmm. So I got it. So I'm trying to get my kids to understand, okay, you know, and CUNY is doing a lot like they don't make it free. I know Philadelphia, if you graduate from a, a high school in Philly, you, it was tuition free. You can get your associates for free if you graduate from a high school in Philadelphia and you went to the community college of Philadelphia. I think CUNY, I think they are doing something like that too. Wow. And I'm trying to get kids like, okay, if you can't get to your four-year school that you want, don't, that you can't get into, this is basically free for you to go, especially if it's in New York City. So it is, and like I said, I don't even think my counselors did. It was just a mindset. It was this mindset of if you went to community college, that means you wasn't good enough to get into the regular schools. That's yep. how the mind shift was for me. You agree, um, Roger and Sabby? I agree. I, I, I had that same, that same experience for my guidance counselors, basically. They, they pushed us to go to the four-year schools. Um, I was lucky. I was encouraged. I was encouraged to go to community college two years and then finish up. Mainly be, me being autistic. And I figured, oh, we want you to steadily get used to being like the college life. So hence the two years community college and then finish up at a four-year. There you go. All right. Um, I want to go ahead and bring in uh, Ned and Dave, and then um, I'm going to have to head out. Have a good night. Thank you so much, Simway. Okay, Ned, you are on the mic. You have to unmute. Hi, are you able to hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. Well, um, I, I just definitely want to uh, add on to the uh, agreement that seems to be the general consensus uh, that Roger made uh, about just the, the need we have for bringing in international education and support into the United States, because I feel like we are at such a dire point right now with so many of the things going on. And while we are absolutely having victories and movements are moving for the labor movement and the anti-war movement, it still is not where it needs to be. Right. And, uh, look, look at France. My God. Like, France is literally like burning things. Like they're really shutting things down. <laughs> and, and and we we can do that too. I remember doing that happening like not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's so disgustingly shameful for AOC to be doing what she's doing now and shilling for the military on like the twentieth anniversary of, of the invasion. I agree with you. I agree 100%. And I think that also that the problem that we have in this country is that for whatever reason, our our politicians are kind of seen as like this celebrity status. And I think mm -hmm. that needs to go away. I think we need to do away with that. It's tough because 
I feel like with the breaking apart of media into all of these separate spheres, celebritization has kind of become almost the norm for so many different aspects of media to gain a following. Um, anyone can be like a, a C-list celebrity to like a following of 10,000 people almost. Mm-hmm. But it's with, with these snake oil salesmen like AOC and the squad and uh, honestly a lot of well-meaning liberals too it's how how there needs to be a strong anti-war coalition um but like I I I wonder I really do wonder if they're able to be met in a lot of these places because after I mean Trump derangement syndrome seems to be like an actual thing and as long as we're all focused on like how bad or scary Trump could be, we're not focused on the fact that, you know, the, the people, the, the elites that we have in the world, not just in this country, but in the world, they're the ones that are really the pro they're, they're the ones controlling everything. This is not to say that Trump is, you know, not worrisome, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like Trump, Trump isn't even a billionaire. It's, it's all worrisome. Yeah, it's like all these people focus on on Donald Trump. Yeah, he has shitty rhetoric and yeah, he wasn't a good president. I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, like, why aren't people focusing on Pierre, you know, Omiard or Omidyar? Omidyar. Omidyar. Why aren't people focused on uh, Pierre Omidyar? Like we talked about him tonight. Most people don't even know who the hell he is. But he seems to have his hand in all these nonprofit groups that are donating to politicians. So many of these very wealthy, very connected people with very bad ideas are and do, but it's they're they're, they're more polite about it. They 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 don't uh, they put the makeup on the pig, and it, it, so many people. I, I, the rhetoric, I understand people to an extent when they say that that matters so much because the president and what he says does inform a lot of actions, and there are a lot of varying aspects of different identities that Donald Trump personally targeted for political gain uh, very harmfully. With all that being said, I mean, it's just, you know, we, 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 the important thing is not getting nuked at the end of the day. Mm. I, I totally hear you. I totally hear where you're coming from. Yeah. It's just, I, you know, like I said, like, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, uh, Ganja Girl and them are going to do like a, a response to what AOC said with a list of demands because, uh, I mean, man, I knew that she was, that she had sold out, but this is just completely ridiculous to the point where she's just flat out lying, <laughs> flat out lying and people were there and we have video. <laughs> do we, do we have video of, of her talking of what she was saying? I don't know. Not that we know, but you know, some kids somewhere videotape this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get a hold of them. Yeah. Well, I uh, and props to all of you for, for for what you were doing. I mean, any action against the the war machine uh, at any level is is of dear importance, and and the more that this can be highlighted and uh, drawn attention to, the better. Um, uh, on a side note, uh, Sabi, uh, I know you're in Boston. Are you going to be going to the uh, Julian Assange uh, movie tomorrow uh, with uh, Gabriel and John Shipton? Yes, I will be there. And I um, already got my tickets. And 
Um, I'm interviewing them tomorrow. I'm going to record it and then I'll upload it. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, well, I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, I uh, will stop taking up everyone's time and I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you so much, Ned. All right, Dave, you're on the mic. Just got to unmute. Greetings. Hey, Shabby, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Good, good, sort of. <laughs> sort of, I had a rough day, but uh, yeah. How so? Uh, and I had a doctor's appointment this morning. It was uh, frust- frustrating. So. Those are always frustrating to me because they never start on time. Like, like, can someone explain this to me? <laughs> Maybe someone in the chat knows. Why do they ask us to be there 15 minutes early and they bring us back there late? Somebody tell me. <laughs> yes, chat. Chat, can you, can you say something? <laughs> yeah, I, they told me to be there 10 minutes early. It was I, I went in an hour and 15 minutes uh, after my appointment time. Yikes. And he, only, and he only stayed with me for a half hour. And he's a young, he's a young doctor, a lot younger than me. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we're talking about, uh, we're talking about, uh, oh my God, yeah. I, I mean, normally you wouldn't, I mean, I supported AOC when she ran. I thought she was a democratic socialist at the time, uh, or something like that. I, I heard something about that in New York. So I supported her in 2018 and I was happy about it. I told I was like, oh, I was like, look at Nina Turner talking about AOC, and look, I was happy about Nina Turner, and then I was happy about AOC. At that time, I didn't know anything about her. I didn't know that she had been in Boston and had worked for Ted Kennedy when she was like 20 years old, and then she lied about her class background, you know, misrepresented that. Yeah, that flew uh, under the radar for a while, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, so now, and now she, so she, so she's. She ran to the Democratic Socialist, she got elected to Congress, and now she's, there's the, one of the worst U.S., you know, military posture, you know, U.S. military posture, probably worse than their Vietnam aggression in like 66, 67, 68. And they've killed more than 6 million people in the Middle East, including plus sparking cholera, you know, epidemics, all the other things that happen, kids, orphans, when you kill that many people in the Middle East. She's supporting She's supporting the military. She's supporting military recruitment in high schools, and actually, they're expa- they're expanding the way that happens. It's happening like in a worse way, like for like making ROTC like sort of a requirement for kids sometimes in some schools. So she's she's a democratic socialist supporting <laughs> supporting military recruitment in the schools for a. For, you've got to say it's a fascist. I mean, I'm not saying everyone in the military is fascist. The U.S. military has, you know, is, is, is supporting a fascist position right now. So, yeah. No, I 100%, 100% agree. You know what was interesting, too, is like Jonathan said Ricky Torres also went to that high school or that school. I'm oh, curious yeah? why they didn't get him yeah, Ricky Torres. instead yeah. of her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a disaster. Like, these, I mean, I don't. Something happened. I feel so bad for, uh, I'm often caught in the middle on this. Like when I was t- uh, working in high school, like I was often caught between, you know, like kids that were, 
I was teaching like kids from hard scrabble. I was tutoring or helping kids from hard scrabble backgrounds, and you're like, you know, you like you end up coaching them on college, like what they want to do after high school. Like often, like the kids would be, you know, sometimes the kids would be enamored of like some really bad, you know, really some figure sort of like AOC now, you know, and that always happens. Like the kid, like you know, the kids might. Like, first of all, you have, like, well-meaning teachers or not well-meaning teachers telling them, like, pushing certain colleges on them. Like, yeah, why don't you apply to, you know, the Ivy Leagues? Why don't you apply to – it can be a good thing, but then, but then also – and then also you have the kids, like, who idolize I – mean, I'd rather have kids idolize Ice Cube at this point. I'd rather have kids <laughs> idolize – I'd rather have kids idolize – even now, I'd rather have kids as much as he's as he – is a bro, like bro bro supreme like I'd, I'd much rather have kids idolize cube and aoc you know he's cubes much more principled than aoc at this point. <laughs> ice cube had a song back in the day called cop killer does everybody remember that yeah he did he really did i don't think he could do that today though yeah, yeah ice cube is more someone just said in the chat ice cube is more wholesome than most of i agree with that Ice Cube is more wholesome than the entire New York congressional delegation, entire uh, Massachusetts. Look at that motherfucker McGovern. The motherfucker McGovern was doing today. That fucking that piece of shit. He represents Worcester. I grew up not far from there. What a piece of shit McGovern is. Anyways, I'm gonna, I, I, I wanted to go Jimmy Dore for a second there. So um. <laughs> go ahead, Roger. Nope, oh, nope, maybe not. <laughs> Roger's like, nope, I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> Ice T, not Ice Cube, not Cop Killer. Ice T, okay, yeah. Sorry. Too many Ices. But no, I mean, I think, you know, I, I really do think getting that message out to high school students, and again, like, most likely they're not going to allow us to come into the high school and talk to students about this, right? But we can reach them on social media. I think, yeah, some places, though, people will be getting us into high school. Like, I even, we have some of the contacts for that, Tabby. Like, I mean, so, I'm just saying some of the, you're right about social media. I think it's some, some, some high, like, there's some places where we know high school teachers that have position in their schools. Look at the Chicago, look at the Chicago Teachers Union. People, like, I think there are places in, like, Chicago, Boston, New York, where we could do stuff like that. I mean, like we could, like I or you could go into the school and talk to the kids about the about the military. I'm not saying I'm not saying in like a Russian action, like the uh, I don't mean like the action today, but like the like what was that group in the '60s that like was misguided adventure um, weather, like the weather weathermen, like the weather the weathermen. Some of the they like ran into urban. They were like white, rich white, like. Leftists that ran into urban high school. Granted, there was a draft, and there was a lot of people getting killed. But they like ran in and tried to disrupt the high schools and talk to the kids, like like running in, kind of like maniacs. I'm saying, I'm, what I'm saying is, me and you and like Roger and others could get, and Lucy could we could get invited in by uh, by radical teachers. I think. So. Hmm. That's interesting. I think it was Roy Ayers, something Ayers. Bill Ayers, yeah. <laughs> Bill Ayers, yeah. Roy Ayers was the R&B singer. Yeah, 
Yeah, those guys, I, mean, I didn't mean to bring the weather under them. Those guys were bombers. Like, what, what's going on, what happened today with AOC has nothing to do with socialist, communist, white, revolutionary types that had already been, you know, in the streets against an ongoing war that was where anyone could get drafted, including rich, including rich kids sometimes. You know, they, they'd get better assignments, but, but that, what happened today was just, it's like 2023 America. It's like, it's just the ridiculousness of it. They can't, none of the politicians, the politicians are supposed to be courageous and principled to lead, you know, to lead. They're supposed to be courageous and principled. The politicians are the least courageous and least principled. And the parents are getting fucked over. Parents and the kids are getting fucked over at the school while the politicians and the military are there. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a complete farce what's going on. And I, I hope that Lucy and Roger keep, you know, keep the pressure on. Yeah, I agree. Like, and again, if I find out about these events, like a couple days prior, I could make it down to New York and, and attend, but I only even found out about this event because they sent me the email and I was like, why am I getting this email? Savvy, you could have came. You just don't like flying. It takes an hour. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have work. I can't just, yeah, I like know. I can't just be like, cause this was on a Monday. And honestly, even with the flying, like taking an hour, it takes me two hours and a half at the airport. I got to get there two, two hours ahead of time. And then I get on the the plane and then it's like 30 minutes for people to sit down. All of a sudden, I don't know what it is, but it takes people forever just to put one bag above their head. <laughs> I never understood that. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you got one bag. Put the bag up top and sit down. Why is this? What are you doing? Why are you giving people high fives behind you? Why are you standing in the aisle? The people who stand in the aisle drive me crazy. I'm like, why are you standing in the aisle? You're holding up the line. Put your bag up top and sit your ass down. It's very simple. Logan, is that Logan Airport? Logan Airport? Yes. I had never seen anything like this before. Like when I, when we flew back from where we, we were in Charlotte, when we got to Charlotte, North Carolina, everybody like kind of seemed to just know, get on the plane, sit the fuck down. Right. And so we took off like that. Boom. They were ready to go. Not Logan. When you go to Logan, people take their damn time on the plane. Like Boston, people move faster and everything else, but something about when they get on that plane, all of a sudden, I know it's down. so, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's all the, is it like all the old, is it like the old money wasp? I don't know what it is. It's like people in Boston, it's, they love, inter, like Boston people are, they're really into education. They're really into international travel and they're into like, book, you know, they're, it's, they're, you know, something about when they, when they start to travel, they like, they think they can automatically kick like the, the wealthy people. They think they can like immediately kick their, kick their feet up and do nothing. I don't oh. think they're as used to, they're not used to being on the Greyhound, not as used to being on Greyhounds and, and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what this was about. Like it was really weird for me. And then same thing. Like my sister said, like the very first time she flew up here, she was like, it took forever for them to get off the plane. She's like, we landed minutes ago, but it took forever to people to grab their bags and get off the plane. And I was at the back of the plane. <laughs> and I said, another thing too, was just like, why everybody acting brand new? Like people get on the plane at Logan and they're like, where's the bathroom? In the back of the plane where it's always been. 
Why are you acting like this your first rodeo? I don't know. I don't I don't get it. Man. I thought I remember you for that. Just fly spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That that is that is it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know, dude. I just can't, uh, and like, yeah. I, you know, I get impatient with travel. I really do get impatient. I'm like, why can't everybody just sit the fuck down? And it's not even the kids. That's the thing. Like the kids, you get on and like the kids will plop down in the seat, grab their little electronic device, their little video game or whatever. The kid's good. The kid gets it. It's the adults. <laughs> the adults I know. I, I don't know what it, it. I don't know what it. Uh... What do I do? <laughs> Can I get a Tabby, you think it's more the, you think it's the people that are like thirty something adults? You think it's more you think it's more the like the older adults or more the yeah. more like the millennial adults or like what? It what seems like it's more the older because like they be asking for this like shit that like you know oh oh the, the like the freaking uh, flight attendant <laughs> come by like multiple times. They wait till the flight attendant decides to go to the back of the plane and sit down and take a break. Then all of a sudden it's Where's the flight attendant? I want an extra pillow. Bitch, why? She walked by like five times. You said nothing. Nothing. Now all of a sudden you want some peanuts. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I think they're used to like, yeah, back back in the day used to be, like if you were traveling, going a long distance on a plane, they would, they really uh, carry you, you know, so... Yeah, it's just I, I'm like, man, if you want that kind of service, then maybe you might have to sit in first class because you know, first class is different. But if I see the flight attendant, if I see her walk by like five times and you ain't asked for nothing. And then all of a sudden when she goes on her break, all of a sudden it's where's the flight attendant been? I want a pillow. I'm like, I was literally sitting there thinking to myself, like, bitch, are you serious? <laughs> I, just, I don't even like. I don't like flying because I hate the. I hate the. Like speaking of bitch, bit, like fucking. I hate the fucking culture associated. Like I hate the people that. A lot of people that fly, I don't like them. It's like there's tons of well, you know, tons of rich people fly on planes. So it's like, you know, it. I just don't like being on the plane because it's not. You know, I want to getting into like I. I want to having like pretend that I like the person next to me when I don't like them, and uh, so anyways, but. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Roger's making fun of you for not, for not wanting to. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. But no, so, I, I, I hate. I hate the only thing I hate. The only thing I hate about flying is takeoff. I hate takeoff. But I love landing because I know I'm getting up out of the fucking sky and shit. But I mean, this is like. Savvy landing's more dangerous. Savvy landing's more dangerous. Landing's more. That's okay, I know I'm going yeah. down. I know I'm going yeah. down. I'm like Mary J. Blige. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, so that's on that note. Uh, let me get out of here. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm really. T- I I spoke in uh, Katie Halper's uh, Colin for the first time up like an hour and a half ago. So, uh, along with the story, uh, Lance I think spoke after me. But uh, anyway, so I spoke in. Kate- I spoke. This first time I ever spoke in the Katie Halper. So I was, I was, I found that interesting, but uh, I, I'm really, I'm exhausted. I was, I was, I was going cr- like cross town for this doctor's appointment on the bus this morning. So, yeah. 
All right. Well, I know you had a busy day, so take care. Thanks. Sabrina, I know um, I had kind of like a similar experience when you're talking about they wait until the flight attendant goes by, right, before they ask for something. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me, when I used to drive um, a taxi, driving a taxi in the suburbs is different than driving it in the city. So we would be outside the club waiting for the drunks to come out. And whenever this taxi's there, no, nobody needs a taxi. Soon as we go get called away to do another call, you could you could come by the club again, and there's a million people that need a taxi. So it's just like they don't want it until it's not there for them to serve them. Just human nature. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, go ahead, uh, Ronwell. Welcome, and then we'll finish with Sean. You just have to uh, unmute. There you go. Uh, hello. Um, I finally got to meet my legendary hero in the name of Ron Paul in person. Thanks to some kid um, in Marvel series called WandaVision. Um, giving me the confidence I need to meet Ron Paul in person. So, And I wish I met you in person, Sam. You met, Did you meet him at the rally? Yeah, the Rage Against the War Machine uh, rally? That's where you met him? I see the picture. Uh, yes, that's him. So... So, um, uh, about the, um, um, AOC military event or something like, like that, I'm so, I'm so glad that, um, she was exposed as a flip-flopping of a politician, like, like, if I mean, like, um, like, most people would, would say one thing, and then, and, and most people would, would do the opposite thing, if I mean, um, uh, I, I'm so freaking glad, like, one, one principal, um, person in, in my proof of picture, like, Wampa, for example, was pretty consistent on that. I like AOC, like, you know what I mean? So. Mm. Well, I mean, I, 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 I hear you. I mean, I, I think, you know, she's exposed herself, like, multiple times. Um, but I, I think, again, I think, I think Lucy had a really good idea when she was like, people need to write in writing candidates against her. Like you really do, because like Lucy said, nobody's challenging her from the left. Her challengers have been from the right. Hey, absolutely. Um, because, you know, I don't know a lot about AOC of very much until like her her foreign policy um um vocally record and, and it was like I think I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 was like no different than most politicians. So uh, uh I would say uh, say that and I I would say um I'll say Wamba's my here. <laughs> A hero who was pretty consistent in his voting record on his foreign policy, and there goes that. I like AOC, who would just um flip flopping. I like. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ronwell. To in person, so. <laughs> I can t I can tell I can hear the excitement in your voice. 
But thank, thank you so much for calling in. All right, I'm going to end with um, Sean. Sean, you are on the mic. How's it going? Sup? I have a feeling you're about to spit some fire, Sean. Maybe a little bit. Uh, actually, funny story. I took a little bit of ecstasy today. I'm, I'm a millennial, older millennial and a Colorado millennial. So, like, my vibe, for whatever fucking reason, has a little bit of, like, 1990s, 2000 uh, Bay Area fucking vibe to it. But, yeah, I uh, I, I, I took a little, little bit of ecstasy, but, you know, just I'll, I'll be completely candid, actually, just real quick and, you know. Okay, don't, don't start touching stuff, Sean. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I was actually just about to say that, like, yeah, I don't plan to be here for a while. But the point I want to actually make, or more accurately, the position I wanted people to kind of consider is kind of the nature of their own position of life and existence. Because I think for kind of too long, the con- the condition of, like, you know, Orator and audience has been the major basis of like development. And in fact, because of this condition of like orator and audience, it has been so kind of uh, consolidated within the minds of so many Americans. You know what I mean? Even socialists have cultural cues from their culture that we've we've forgotten what it actually means to truly aggress uh, address an issue and more so than address an issue be able to competently actually explain it and talk about it and 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 i actually the reason i'm bringing this up is very simple i think if the left is going to have any hope of survival we need to evolve we need to have smarter people people who can deal with conflict better than most people and also an ability to be wrong. You know what I mean? Cause like, and, and, and I guess I could end my little rant here, which would be that like, all those are important, but like the ability to be wrong is one of the most important skills that I've ever had in my life. And I hate being wrong. Like I'm a, I'm an arrogant prick. <laughs> like I'll always speak my mind, even even if nobody asks for it. But if I'm if I'm looking at like factual information in front of me, I will I'll, I'll just flat out admit to be wrong. It's, it's it's a personal point of pride. But the problem is that like here in our modern day leftist society, people don't want to talk about being wrong or admitting that they're wrong. And, and 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 this is and this is absolutely not addressing kind of any one person, but just generally speaking, an inability for us to admit our mistakes is community that is not going to grow larger, larger and or larger functional like ability. You have to have room for growth and development, and I think that like too often. What we do is we we take away from a lot of that because we're trying to find the morally right answer, but at the same time, morally right, yes, but at the same time, like let's also have a conversation, you know what I mean, throughout the entire period, so none of this sneaks up on anybody. 
and that we can actually have a full comprehension of it. And I, I in fact, think that the major reason our society is in utter chaos right now is that there has not been a clear cultural demand about what it means to live in this society, live in this country. And I think, I think, and this, this happened with Occupy Wall Street, but I'll, I'll end here. Um, I think if there were people smart enough to articulate the, the actual conditions of like constantly working, getting goddamn nothing out of nothing and had like a, even just a halfway legitimate solution, you could change the face of United States politics. Now, they might try to kill you, probably would try to kill you. But the point is, is that I think we need to start seeing elements of how we see and think in, in, in different conditions. Like MLK said, if you're not willing to die for something, you're not fit to live. And I and I agree with that. And I'll end, I know I said I'll end, but this is the point I'll end. There is so much complexity, beauty in the universe, understandings, ideas, beliefs, and conclusions. We need to be, I think, more proactive in, in helping engage people's imaginations and ideas and thoughts and, and positions and conditions. Because to be completely honest, like, you know, Jesus is stupid, isn't working. And a lot of other stuff on the left, you know, isn't working. I think we need to reevaluate. Sean? Well, damn. Sean, peace out. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask him something, too. Man. Oh, here he is. Okay. All right. Sean's back. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Yo, what, what, would you want to ask me? I would. I was, I was just trying to say that, like, the very structure that we use to think about the world is kind of the structure that has us all fucked up. And what we do in order to change that reality of like somebody told me this and I didn't understand it was wrong, but I'm going to search out its wrongness. You know what I mean? I think will be the definitional condition of like a actual change in human evolution and human evolution just really quickly it's not something that happens on like we grow an extra thumb. Human evolution is very simple. We grow the way we think. But Sabrina, I, I'm sorry. Jesus, I've been taking up so much of your time. Thank you, Sabrina, for have, having me. And uh, I, I, I mean, I, I can definitely hop out of here. I don't want to hog up all your time. But Roger, I guess you had a question for me. You're in Colorado, right? Yeah. You have... Um... This is the second time I, I met you. You, you was on like a, a, a while ago. Don't you have campaign experience? He's gone. Oh, wait, there he is. Okay. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Uh, All right, Sean, Roger's asking if you have campaign experience. Yeah, there we go. Yes, I do have can campaign experience, a decent amount. It's... uh. They they even called me to work on the Democratic uh, the Democrats platform in fucking 2022. Yeah, I, I got campaign experience. Okay, all right. So look, that's that's I think that's great. 
So uh, I believe you said you was in Colorado. I did. I refused, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I just I won. <laughs> I didn't. I chose not. Like I they they twenty four dollars an hour was pretty good, but I just I don't I don't believe I don't believe what they're selling. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um. Listen, you should put that experience to work for a ballot initiative. Okay. Oh. So so Colorado. All yeah. right. It's a direct ballot initiative state. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, a, I'm a native. This is uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so, well aware of the system. It's, it's, I, good, I think it's one good, of the best good. in the country. Good, I, good. I, I actually let me go through it for a second. Right. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. Um, I always say if you're going to craft an initiative that regulates the government and punches up at corporate power, it's always better to run it as an amendment rather than a law. Because if you run it as a law, then the government, the state government can come in and repeal it or weaken it without having to ask you, unlike they would if you ratified it as your own amendment. Now, the reason why I say that is I'm trying to, uh, I've been talking to um, Earl, a guy named uh, Earl uh, Stalin, right? And he um, is, I I would see him on the monthly uh, Public Banking Institute Zoom meetings, right? So he, I think his coalition is called like Rocky Mountain Public Banking Coalition, uh, something like that, right? So he initially was able to get um, a Colorado public bank um, on the, on the ballot, but the judge struck it down because it said that it violated the single subject rule. But he's saying he he had texted me before. Oh, and and Sabrina, watch out! I'm gonna see if I could get him on your show. And I don't know, maybe a couple of months. He's like busy right now, whatever the case is. But um, he he texted me like yesterday, saying he might have to do an initiative again, but he knows it's gonna be expensive or whatever. Okay, so someone like yourself, you know, if I could, I could, you know, hook you up with them or whatever. If you remember Frank, uh, Sabrina, corruption control, Frank, sometimes he's on here. I don't know if you remember, but yeah. um, he, okay, I put him in contact with, with, with Earl because he's from Colorado also. Okay. Gotcha. So maybe, so, you know what I'm saying? If I could connect you two together, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got that on the ground experience. You know what I'm saying? We could get you a public bank, especially the simple fact that you guys legalize weed, but you don't have a bank to put your your weed profits in because the because oh, the banks. No, have- it, and, and actually, it's uh, a, a most of Colorado. I, I still think that there there's banking issues with it. It, it doesn't make any sense, but the reality is we, we we don't live in a free society. But what you're talking about. Is baking by the people for the people. I mean, it's a great idea. If if he's actually looking to kind of move forward with that shit in, in some real ways, I would definitely kind of be interested in hearing where he's going with it because of the fact, like, the second we take money out of the hands of this, like, it's Illuminati-ist, but it's this fucking Illuminati, the Fed. You know what I mean? We don't elect the Federal Reserve. Yeah, no, it's private. Yeah, it's private. And, and right, it's a private entity. But what right. is the most powerful representation of the United States across the world? The United States dollar, like literally the that, one. That's about to end. 
I hear you. That's about to end, though. But I feel where you're coming from. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the well, I, I think the petrodollar. I mean, Biden is doing everything. Yeah, he can I know. To keep. So, 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 so let me let me just get this out real quick. So, yeah. um, the thing is, so what? In case anybody like doesn't know, if you legalize weed without having a public bank. Um, you're not gonna. There's no place for you to put those profits because the banks have to go uh, FDIC insured, so they have to abide by federal banking regulations, and they can't be having profits from ill-gotten gains since it's still illegal federally. Okay. However, if you have a public bank, that can insure your credit unions and community banks instead of FDIC. Okay then it would allow you to put those profits in those community banks and credit unions because that's one of the many things that a Colorado public bank would do is to allow okay. you to... I have, you know I, have, I have five minutes, then I got to go. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, uh, follow me uh, at roger2.0 and then I'll send you some information. Let me see if I can put it in the chat. In the chat. Yeah, I, I, I'm already following you. I, I Like, the major important... Yeah, I guess so, man. I I just I don't be on here a ton, but what I would say is that like you need to understand our current baking system has nothing to do with the public. It's all an imaginary spreadsheet. What mm -hmm. like credit unions and like local banking does actually puts money in a solidified place to kind of allow it to build. I mean, I, I honestly personally hate this, this system entirely, but it's not a bad idea by any, by any stretch of the imagination. And I would say that it's not a bad idea because it can probably happen actually within the current system we're living in. It's not a magic bullet to any degree, but having a banking system that isn't about like ripping off fucking people to the best of your abilities and having the public have access to that shit is unequivocally beneficial to like just the overall population. So, so I, 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 what, yeah, what's your Twitter thing? Just send me a Twitter thing because I don't know which what which he said Twitter he already is. follows you. So just DM Sean, just DM Roger. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who, what his Twitter handle is, but okay. All right. I don't either. Sean, put your Twitter hand. Exit right. Okay, I guess on that note, we'll be heading out. <laughs> um, I'm not on Twitter right now, so sorry. Uh, I get kicked off too often. Anyways. Uh, I, I tell no, you. Just, just, message, just message him on the call-in app. I did. I actually, oh, yeah, I did do that. that. Okay. So, yeah, do that. All right. I did that. I did. I'll oh, okay. do it again. All right, cool. All right. I got to head out, but um, thanks so much for joining me, guys. I got a busy day tomorrow, so. Good night. Ready. Good night. No, Noel said good, good night. night. <laughs> Instead of good, good morning. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye.